Ooh, peanut butter cups all around. First Pucknologist takeover of After Dark this season. Wish it was the last. Yeah, I'm right there with you, dude. Roll it. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. I heard the Sharks played today. Uh, I, dude, everybody played today. I had the Sharks, the Barracuda, the 49ers. Oh, it was a, it was, it was a sports Sunday to uh, talk about, which I guess we're going to do right now. Certainly. So, yeah. Welcome back to another episode of the Pucknologist, your only completely live, unfiltered, unedited, uncensored, commercial-free Sharks podcast. Wrapping up another week of Sharks hockey here, part of Teal Town USA. Remember... You can keep us commercial free by using that super chat option because we don't want to crowbar anything. Stamps.com. We don't want to do that. <laughs> uh, better yet, donate using Venmo. You can find us at Teal Town USA. And remember, if this is your first time checking out the cast, remember to subscribe to this YouTube channel. Leave your take in the comment section if you're not with us live. And if you're audio only, subscribe there. And if you want that 24-7 Sharks talk with... Which, by the way, jerk man, I did have somebody reach out to me earlier today. I think it was on Insta, going, "How do I get that?" And I said, "Hey, the trick is at hockey underscore jerk on the Twitter. That's how you get it." Yep, at last check. Yeah, and <laughs> uh, and I mentioned Venmo a minute ago, and I I had this saved for the end of end of it, but I want I want to say it now. Shout out to the peeps. Oh, we we had uh, three people throw some Venmo donations last weekend. So far out. Totally appreciate that because Google takes like, you know, 35% of the, the super chat. So that that's not cool. <laughs> they have it. Google has enough money. <laughs> <laughs> but remember, <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. Uh, this season, every episode of the Pucknologist, we're going to be giving away prizes. So pay some attention. And you know what? Let's start this off too. A couple people sent over some DMs wanting to know when we're going to do Teal Town swag again. So I don't want to go down the rabbit hole, but I'm just saying, hey, if you're interested, shoot us shoot us a note on uh, on the Tweety at Teal Town USA on Twitter. If you if you're down for a new shirt or something, or if you have something else that you would rather have with the Teal Town logo, let us know. If the demand is there, we you know if uh, if, if if they come, we'll build it. It's kind of the opposite of the movie. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, dude, so it's a takeover. So we always, always start with the game that you just saw. Felt, felt like we've seen this game a few times. Uh, yeah. I mean, the Sharks have played now. What have they played? Was that game 15 on the season? Sure. Why not? Yeah. I think that's the fifth team time we've seen this game. (laughs) It's, uh. Been one of those, that's for sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah, game fifteen. So so what is it now? Two twelve and one? Sounds right. Yep. All right then. Historically terrible. Oh yeah. Well, and the thing is the Sharks won two games this week, but it's like, okay, let's not start sucking each other off just quite yet. Philly came in one win in five games. Edmonton was so bad they fired their coach this morning. So Yeah, let's... I I mean they they First of all, 
we've been say, we've we've said it how many weeks have we said it the law of averages is going to come around eventually and the law of averages has bent you over raw a couple times so far this season dude I, the law of averages last week the law of averages said that the law of averages was going to return fraud like that's how bad it was yeah fraudulent and um <laughs> but also like philadelphia not a good team kind of on the backslide and then edmonton a good team yes but very fragile right now in terms of just the, you know, the sort of position mentally, you know, like, cause that team has talent, but Dude, honestly, the last person I would have, uh, the last person I would have put the blame on for that is Woodcroft, but we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> All right. So, oh man, that's how it works. <laughs> so, uh, the, um, the dads, this, this was the dad's trip. The dad saw two games and one goal. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's pretty common to disappoint your parents. So, (laughs) oh man. All right. I mean, this was a a bit of a a penalty filled situation and it seemed like both teams were a little hot. I think the uh, Sharks might've been a scouch more frustrated just because they know how to read the standings. (laughs) Uh, what were you expecting coming into this, especially after getting shut out for the third time in eight games when they were in Vegas? Honestly, what I expected was, was more or less what we got. Um, I, wow, the bar's that low, eh? Yeah, it is. Well, because think about it, like, you know, the ducks, they, they played well. They went on that little run there of six, uh, six wins in a row. But again, similar to the Philadelphia Flyers, they started hot and then have kind of tapered off the last little bit. And so I I had a feeling that <laughs> I had a feeling that the Ducks are going to win just because that's kind of how things have been going for the Sharks. This See, season. I had a feeling the Ducks are going to win because I've seen the Sharks play hockey this season. Right, exactly. But at the same time, just kind of looking at it, like it, it, I kind of felt that it wasn't going to be all that. I don't want to say impressive, but it wasn't going to be like a total, you know pumping of them either you know what i mean like yes the score was four to one but i felt like for the most part especially early on i felt like the sharks had kind of hung in there despite the times that they had been you know cycled against and all that kind of stuff let me let you know drew in the chat pointing out 18 goals in 15 games and let's also put a little context on that three goals for the only time scored oh no 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 that that excuse me Three goals were also scored versus uh, Edmonton, but so six of those goals out of the fifteen came in two games. They've also been shut out three times. Again, dude, I've said it every week this season, and I'm going to say it again right now. Say we, it. We have them right where we want them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, interesting to note. This I, I want to say this was the third time this season. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is this the Third time Quinn has decided to go eleven seven in the lineup. Um, ooh, it's at I, least the second it, time. I was going to say it it, it's it's not the first. That's for certain. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, I guess give him props for creativity. Maybe well, is it is it creativity <laughs> or lack of options? Because I was going to say desperation, maybe. Yeah, I mean, obviously, your two biggest scores are still on IR and Couture and. Barbanov. Uh, you got Benning and McDonald still on IR. Declare dealing with something. 
They've been. Oh uh, yeah, he was sick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sick of losing. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, you know, he missed the last two games with the illness, so I, oof, I shudder. Th- I shudder to think what it could be. You know. Well, and then Lindblom finally gets called back up, plays one game of, against Vegas, and then ends up getting scratched tonight. Right. Uh, which, to me, I'm just kind of like, is it is it time to write this one off? <laughs> the season? No. Lindblom, oh, you know, like I was, dude, I was rooting for the story. We all know the backstory dealt dealt with. It was cancer, right? Mm -hmm. Like had to deal with that. Comes back, uh, out of the Flyers organization. Yes, yes. And so, definitely another reclamation project, which which Greer I think has proven beyond the shadow of a doubt. He loves a good comeback story. Uh, if, if if some of them could come back. That would be great. I feel like Lindblom is not one of those at this point. Again, yeah, called right. up, played one game, get stra- scratched so that Quinn can go 11-7. It's just and and I was and and you recall, I was very I was very bullish on him to rebound, right? Just because of how brutal this past uh last season was, but I just and I don't want to speculate, but it's just like it's it's weird to see a player with that kind of talent like being so ineffective. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, insanely so. This was again. This was uh, God. What am I on now? Um, oh my God, who who was eighty nine? The guy that I dumped on for <laughs> Bodker. Yeah, I'm like, is this Bodker three at this point? Yeah, it kind of feels that way, huh, dude? Uh, only this time, only this time around, I'm not going to, I'm not going to yell and scream about, you know, how the tide's going to turn. You just got to be patient. It's another guy though, that it's, it was written on a cocktail napkin in the top six. And it's just and, not working. Yeah. Out. And, and, and given the, you know, given well, what you guys happened, need to, if that's you know? the, if that's what you're doing, you need to find a new bar to go to. The cocktail right. napkin is clearly cursing you for whatever reason. <laughs> right. Oof. Uh, let, let's, uh, I saw something in the chat that made me chuckle. Oh, Jerry F. Jerry F, by the way, winner of one of our prize prizes. And, uh, last time I looked at the USPA, uh, USPS tracking, it, it arrived. Hope you got it. But yeah, said, I did. I did want to go ahead and say Jerry's comment. I did want to share something about that. Oh, okay. Uh, but he says, is it me or the Ducks Heritage 30th logo look like a parody of the Starbucks logo? I mean, a scotch. I mean, it's a circle. What are you going to do? But, dude, the eggplant and jade? Chef's yep, kiss. Love that. Chef's uh, kiss. Just, did, just make it permanent, man. Absolutely. I agree with that. I uh, did want to say, uh, you mentioned Jerry. We did get a oh? follow-up. We did get a follow-up email from Jerry uh, regarding his victory in the contest last week. Uh, wanted to let us know that the jersey is awesome. And his son absolutely loves it. What did he think about the drink coaster? <laughs> uh, there's no comment about the drink coaster. There you go. Maybe that one. That one's for dad. But uh, but as I said, you know, it's um, you know, always an extra special feeling when you can do something nice uh, for the youth. So, you know, very happy that your son likes it, Jerry. Absolutely. Ian pointing out that Quinn has done a ton this year when it comes to the seven and eleven deployment. I didn't think it was that many, but it wouldn't surprise me. I felt like tonight was three. Maybe it was four. I don't think well, it's here, been too much. But here's the thing, though. But they do have eight defensemen up right now. 
Well, eight, while Shimmick is with the he- Cuda. <laughs> well, that eight healthy defensemen worth mentioning, right? Uh, if you factor in, oh, dude, we haven't in- even mentioned Benny. Benning, McDonald, Shimmick. Even though Shimmick is with the Barracuda, he's making NHL dollars. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's. I mean, here's the my take on the whole thing is like, like, man, a lot of these games have like blended together. Like, it's really kind of, it's tough to see any kind of patterns established at all, just because it feels like the Sharks go down one to zero, and it's like, well, okay, loss. Write it down. You're you're a uh, a bet, a betting man, uh, yeah, here and there a to, a, to a certain. Th- is mm-hmm. there is there a uh, a bet that you can make that the Sharks will uh, score more than one goal? Because I figure take the under, hammer it every time. Um, yeah, they can. Uh, so I know most most betting sites they will allow you to do a team to do a team total, um, but seeing, uh, you know, may, you might be able to like buy it down with your odds or buy it up a little bit. But even then it's probably going to come in probably two and a half was going to probably be your most common line. I would think, Oof. which I mean, still hammering the under, like there's, there are worse bets to make. I yeah. Would say. I'll take it. All right. Let's look, We got to get into this game. Uh, Vetrano scores two in the first period. Cunning scoring in between that. I mean, dude, the first one, dude, Vetrano, it's a tip in. You can't blame that on Blackwood. It's no. it's immediately one nothing. Cunning. Well, and not only that, but really quick, Vetrano's a good player. Like it's not like a pigeon scored on him. Dude, like Vetrano, isn't he like in the top three for scoring in the entire NHL right now? Yeah, he's actually like and, and that's kinda of always kind of the funny thing, right? Is like you see these players, like good players, right? But then they find their way onto a crappy team and completely blossom, and it's like, well, wow. Well, dude, um, I mean, it should be noted that in this game. They got you, the Sharks got rinsed four one, and that was without Zegras or Drysdale. Yeah, and and Vitrano, you know, he's eleven goals on the season now. He's tied for third in the whole NHL. There you go. Now, of course, I'm you know I'm pointing out Zegras and Drysdale were out, and of course, I also have to point out that Couture and Barabanov were out. But still, four mm-hmm. one could have been worse. Definitely. But you, you can't blame Blackwood on that first Vitrano goal. Cunning would get it back one one. Bearing a rebound on the doorstep. I mean, dude, if he was any closer, he would have been in the net. <laughs> Accurate. Oof. But then a Vetrano power play blast uh, with a partial Vlasic screen gives the Ducks back a lead that they would never relinquish. The one that really stands out for me tonight, though, dude, Granlin, completely flubbing that breakaway. That's another guy where I'm like, can we... Can we cut the the cord on this one too? Yeah, and specifically with Grandlin, I I find it just so unfortunate because I there was a lot of negative dialogue around Grandlin and, and rightfully so. Like last season he was just okay, I would say, uh on Nashville and then he got traded to Pittsburgh and was not at all um as advertised, right? And I was kind of and I was kind of thinking just because, like, he is a good player. You know, I was kind of thinking, okay, perfect opportunity to rebound, get yourself traded to a good team, right? And it, it's not been that. It's actually been quite worse, which is <laughs> it, it is unfortunate because, like I said, he is a good player, and he's consistently put up very good numbers. And 
you know, I I do wonder if this is a case where it's like, yeah, you know, you're on a shitty team, and so you're just going to have shitty numbers, you know. But it, it felt like you got about, an entirely shitty night tonight. Right, and that's the thing is like like we talked about last week with Hoffman. It's like if your goal is to play well enough to get traded to a good team, you're not really <laughs> delivering. Yeah, on that you goal. suck at this. Yeah. All right, so McTavish then would, I mean, bury a quick power play, power play passes three one. Then Gudis with a pop fly. Mark Edward Vlasic's laughable ver- uh, credit card vertical trying to b- block it. I mean, dude, that was up there with the stanchion goal against Vancouver. I mean, what? how many times has that ever happened? And th- th- yeah, that's almost up there with like uh, Owen Nolan versus St. Louis in 2000. Who was that? Who was the guy? Uh, God, Roman was- Turk? Yeah, Turk. You know, it- it's just... One of those goofy things, like the only thing, if you can take something positive out of that pop fly goal, it didn't happen in the playoffs. Right. But it's, you know, I saw, I saw a handful of people on Twitter kind of saying like, almost kind of being like, oh, this is like criticizing the Sharks for uh, allowing that goal. And my whole thing is like, how can you, like, you can't defend against something like that. It's just like a goofy accident. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But accidents going to happen when you're this bad, I suppose. You know, they say you make your own luck, blah, blah, blah. But again, I mean, dude, Vitrano just absolutely loves playing against San Jose. 14 points in 15 games. Who doesn't? Right? Uh, but just more of the same from Sharks' losses. But uh, the one thing you can, I guess, another positive you can try to take from this is that we are starting to see them at least since Mike Greer threw down the gauntlet last Monday, we are seeing the guys stand up for each other a lot more. We're definitely seeing anybody starts to breathe in the wrong direction in the goal crease. We're seeing sharks get a little, you know, diaper rash edgy. Well, and you know, even though the sharks, like they've continued to lose. Right. But I feel like since that tongue lashing from Greer, there has been more compete. Yes. There's been more, more which, give a more give a damn, I guess. Which, but doesn't that make you wonder? Like, why did it have to come from Greer? Like, why did your give a damn increase from that and not from something Quinn said? You know what which I mean? I think which I think goes back to, I think it goes back to the point. Was it was it Mark Purdy who made the point a couple weeks ago? Purdy, like, yeah, we love Purdy. Was it he who made the point where it was like? Yep. You know, firing you know firing Quinn because the sharks suck doesn't really make sense, but firing him because the sharks won't listen to him that makes sense. True, yeah. If you lose the room, you're kind of done. But it doesn't matter. You like I think you said last week, like Scotty Bowman is not going to connect with these guys. Dude, dude, they could have connect four out there in the game room and still not connecting. Let's right. hit a couple super chats here. Jerry F, the man, the myth. Thanks for helping all of us Sharks fans get through this season with the awesome coverage. Also, congrats to Ruzanowski for the Hall of Fame, which we will get into pretty soon. And John John, shout out. Uh, Hold on, what is this? Fry, look on Vlasic sprawled out after that goal. Am I, what am I missing on that? Am I not reading that correctly? Uh, if I, my interpretation is probably just the look Vlasic had after a win in, probably just the kind of dejected sort of look that it happened. 
dude, at this point, I might as well be just trade me already. And it's like, nobody wants your contract. Right. Fuck, fuck face. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, I mean, again, the notables from this, again, the Sharks going with 7D after Lindbaum plays a singular game. He ends up getting scratched. just like, Jesus, what the hell? Makes me wonder what is going on with DeClaire. Like, why can't he get back out there? Uh, of note, dude, I'm, I'm, it takes a lot, an awful lot to offend me. And I'm not saying okay. that this comment offended me, but we do live in a world now where people get offended by colors. So tonight in the first intermission, when they went to Jason Demers, uh, Tara Sloan throws to Demers talking about, uh, I believe it was the uh, second, it was that Vetrano power play blast that went top shelf. And Jason Demers said, top shelf, not where grandma hides the cookies. He said, top shelf where daddy keeps the nudie mags. All right. I'm like, well, that's certainly a choice of words. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know that, like, I don't know that I would say that on a public broadcast, but yep. objectively, but objectively as a comment, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't think it's that big of a deal, but I swear to God, dude, there's a Karen somewhere looking to be offended. That's going to write a letter. I'm just saying, uh, to get back to John, John's comment, he says Friday's game, AJ, when he was laying on the ice after I'm going to be completely honest with you. Uh, I was at the beach celebrating my, uh, wedding anniversary on Friday. So only saw a couple of quick clips, but I'll go back and look at that. <laughs> so there you go. Um, the other thing, of course, being is, yeah, it's a 4-1 loss, and the Sharks were able to kill, well, at least three out of the five penalties that they took. There's that. One of the rare games that they didn't own the circle, 56-43 uh, to 43 in that regard, but, of course, uh, I don't think there's been a, a game this season where, they, where the Sharks have outshot their opposition. And, in fact, that is something I believe uh, we've talked about, but finally, pre-post talked about it. Um, this this could be record setting shots on goal against given up the way this season is going so far. Uh, we'll ha we'll have to run the numbers. I know you. Uh, what do you got there? Numbers. Uh, I I know you love uh, tracking the the trajectory. I, I I would love to see the pace. Let's let's hit their twenty game mark and see where we're at. Well, and I can tell you this. Just a little bit of a teaser. Sure, send it. Our. Uh... Our question for tonight's giveaway had to do with shots allowed. That's right. And, you know, I'm not going to tell you now. You got to wait till the end to find out. But <laughs> we have can, a winner. <laughs> what I can say is that all four games this week, the shots allowed were Excessive. significantly, <laughs> significantly higher. And when I say significantly, shots allowed were double shots for. In three of these four games, and in one of the four games, it was almost double. <laughs> you know what? Next, okay. Here's write this one down. One of the questions is going to be uh, the, the next time we do, we have to do four games because this coming week is very light. It's just two. The next time we have the four game run, we're going to have to do uh, shots on goal differential. <laughs> That's going to be fun. Oh, look at John, John coming that back into super chat. 
Thank you, sir. Happy anniversary. Thank you so much, John. John, I appreciate that. <laughs> Sherry! Shots <laughs> on goal differential. That would be, that would take like either some sort of, you know, like kind of effort. We'll see what happens mentality. Or you would have to be like, look at all the games and be super methodical about it. Like, like there's you. not really a middle ground. <laughs> like you. <laughs> right. Very much. Oh, man. Uh, uh, come on, Chris. I don't want to go down the hole, dude. I'm not going down that rabbit hole. You're not sucking me into your bullshit tonight, buddy. Uh, Taco Cruiser. I'm in Orange County. I had to watch the Ducks telecast. The Ducks announcers felt sorry for Hurdle. I, who doesn't at this point? Come on. He's a one-man show. I actually uh, like the Ducks announcers. They're not in my top 15, I would say, but they're, well... Now, yeah, I would say they're in my top 15. Like, they're good. All right. I mean, there's only but, 32 to choose from. Well, and but you also need to consider that, you know, the bottom half of my ranking, like, there's probably that many shitty broadcasters out there. So. <laughs> is, is the Boston crew your 32nd? Uh, yeah. 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 Well, I wonder how I figured that out. All right. Let's go back to the start of the week. Again, it's, uh, you know, we can't start rubbing each other out here or, you know, rubbing one out after beating a Philly team coming in with one win in five games. But this was another one where uh, Declare buries a LeBanc pass very early in the first. You Eklund on the power play, and it's it's the first two-goal lead of the season. You thought Twitter was going to close. <laughs> yeah. um, Sharks were able to ride Blackwood to the end that you have to appreciate that tons of penalties in this one, which perhaps played into the Sharks strategy of playing all forwards whenever possible in this game. Holy mm -hmm. crap, dude. Quinn was like, we got a power play. Fuck defense. Yeah. I oh. mean, that's kind of, that's kind of where the NHL as a whole is going. I know. It's, about it. Dude, it's been a weird like transition over the last year or so. Well, it's really like, I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago, like since COVID, like goal scoring across the league is up and you're kind of seeing what teams can do to add even more to that. Mm -hmm. You know, guys on the, uh, you know, four forwards, five forwards on the power play, um, you know, you're having defensemen. I, I've seen a couple defensemen where it's like, their position on the power play is like at the front of the net. Like they're not even at the point, you know, like kind of like doing the old Chara, you know, oh, sure. and, and just what we've seen, like there's, it feels like there's been a full scale emphasis on generating offense, which I, I can't say I don't understand because like goals are sexy. Like we all know that. Hell yeah. And you know, why not steer into it? It's the best way to get new fans, new fans. And I'm not saying this as a dig. It's just true. New fans aren't, don't like the chess match. That's true. You know? but, hey, they just want action, man. It's, hey, it's a everything. If it's longer than a thirty-second TikTok video, how are we keeping their attention? Right. Uh, the of course the notable thing about this because I'm determined to win the fucking bet. <laughs> tickets distributed ten oh seven four, so seventy five tickets kept you in this bet. Yeah, <sighs> that's bullshit. Even though Pashelka said it was more like sixty five hundred, but. 
We're going official with... only in May. Only Jesus, official numbers only, baby. <laughs> How much have you been drinking? <laughs> I know. <laughs> but dude, was... <laughs> it, on TV, it looked worse than a preseason game, to be honest. Oof. Yeah, I, I mean, again, it's it. it you know, we we've seen it. It kind of just boils down to what we've been talking about all along, and and I think the I can't recall which game it was this season. Might have been the Warriors night one, but like people are more likely to come out when there's something exciting. In that case, it was a giveaway. Well, but, it was a giveaway. It was a Saturday night. It was the return of Carlson. Right, but you. But also, we did see last year there was you know very few, maybe one or two stretches where the Sharks were being exciting. Even if they lost, they were being exciting. Absolutely, and people like excitement. So they say. Many people are saying. So and and Blackwood of course starts three of four, which we'll get into. Uh, goes two and one. Let's get to this Edmonton game. I mean, we talked about it last week, bro. Uh, I you know I I put it out there. Whoever lose whatever team loses this game, I was asking you, does somebody see a pink slip the next day? And I didn't take into account that the Oilers were on a road trip that had that <laughs> still had another game left. <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, I, I, is that a half? Is that worth half a foreseen point? <laughs> I'll have to consult with the board. Oh, man. Uh, nobody scored on special teams in this one. Uh, Nurse buried one, a two on one with Vlasic defending. I put that in air quotes. <laughs> uh, the one, though, that, uh, you know, it was a Sharks win. So we have to talk about that, dude. The hurdle feed to Zetterland. And I know you've been super high on Zetterland so far this season. That was choice. Dude, that was, that was, uh, was it, was it as choice as the Ducks jerseys tonight? Yeah, dude, it was. (laughs) And then you had an amazing entrance from Eklund and hurdle would bury the Nikita rebound. Yeah. Oh, dude. And then Sturm to Zadina on a two on one after Carpenter forced a nurse turnover at the blue line. That was just like, oh my gosh, this team can do some things. But again, we're talking about against an Edmonton team that is a tire fire right now. So let's not get crazy. Right. Uh, But you know what? Like, and, and, and that's the thing. Like, I think at this point, I think the sharks are, are happy to play spoiler. Right. Oh, sure. And, I'd be curious to know. We'll have to go back and take a look, uh, you know, since 2019-20. Wouldn't it be great if Edmonton missed the playoffs by two points and they'd go back and look at this game against San Jose? Well, (laughs) here's what I would want to take a look at. So since 2019-2020, which, for those who don't know, is the first season the Sharks missed the playoffs in this current stretch of mediocrity. Mm -hmm. How Of the coaches that have been fired since 2019-2020, how many of those firings came within five games of a loss to the Sharks? It's, hold on, is this for a prize? I, I'm just—I mean, <laughs> it should, it, no, because that's something like that would be easy to find the answer to. That's not a—you we'll know—say it. But I'd be curious to know. I'd be curious to do some homework on that and figure that out. Because I kind of almost feel like, even though obviously the Sharks don't want to lose, it, 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 there is something to be said about. <laughs> impressing on your opponent to the point that they fire their coach. <laughs> uh, well, we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit, <laughs> but I mean, dude, the Oilers were on a six on four to end the period. Couldn't get her done. 
And, you know, both teams were insanely desperate, largely played like it. And Jerk, you almost had a four-goal game, a taco game, if you will. I know. For those of you who are following our bets, I'm sure that's one that Jerk would like back. But, I mean, and Edmonton came into this one pissed off, just two wins, getting embarrassed in Vancouver the previous Monday for the third time this season, getting embarrassed by Vancouver in this very short season so far. Uh, And again, Lindblom got called up but was scratching this, wouldn't play until the Vegas game. But that's how that would go down. And usually we don't do the show like this where we go game by game. We've kind of evolved, but it is an after dark takeover. So it is what it is. Then Vegas. Like I said, I only was able to see some small clips of this. You're going to have to be the guy who uh, can can pontificate, if you will. Hey, I know words. But take the two wins out and I go, well, all right. More of the same in Quinn. After the game, flat from the start, we're chasing the game all night. And I'm thinking, if that's the quote from the coach, I'm in my head going, how the hell are you not super juiced, like pounding monsters and Red Bulls before this game, like on ass on fire to get onto the ice and try to beat Vegas in their barn? Especially with how important you know, the Sharks and their brand have have made, you know, making Vegas look to be an enemy. And I, and I, as somebody I, uh, who lives on, um, behind Vegas lines, you know, <laughs> they, Vegas fans, the organization, like they literally don't care about the Sharks at all. Well, why would you at this point? They're exactly. not, a, they're not a threat. And then, you know, and, and it was, oh, what game was it? It might've been, it might've been the game last, uh, the, I don't remember which game it was, but we talked about it last week where still all this time later, it's like, well, game seven. And it's like, okay, like, come on. Like I love game seven, but move on. <laughs> Dude. You know what I mean? And, and, and it's like there to your point, the sharks have made it really important to, demonize the golden knights and what they're all about so that should have been based on their you know whatever marching orders this should have been the game where the sharks came in and won this is beating vegas is their stanley cup and they failed and oh they failed miserably and i think this game was humbling in the sense that the sharks won two games in a row and it's like yeah, and, and there was a lot of conversation about it in the Discord, too, where it's like, the Sharks have won two games in a row. They beat a good team. It's like, there's a lot of positivity. And it's like, oh, man, like, Vegas? Like, oh, man, what, what's going to happen? And then that all died. Like, a, a, literally a minute into the game. You know, I think Vegas went up 1-0 a minute in, and, that, and it was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, it was Petro exactly one minute in. And also, just something to chew on. Why are you allowing... (laughs) Why? Admittedly, (laughs) Alex Petrangelo is a good defenseman, so I'm not trying to say that he isn't, but why is a defenseman scoring a wraparound goal? Dude, hold on. We we do have to put up the counter, to be honest. Okay, fair. Have to to throw it up. Wink alert! (laughs) Zero days since someone mentioned game fucking seven. All right. 
Did somebody say game seven? Yeah, we had to reset the counter. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just, I was very shocked that they were so depleted. And you would think, again, it's, you've won two in a row. Like, it was a big, dude, you saw Hurdle humping Blackwood's leg after that first win. He was so happy to finally win a fucking game. He was so happy. The whole team. Right. Although there was uh, there was some silly article out there that said that was like something. I, I guess some of the guys in the uh, the the boys, few of the boys, weren't that uh, happy with the musical choosings and selections of Mario Ferraro following the game. His his winner music not the most popular, but either way, boys were juiced. They win a second game, then you're going in to Vegas. And I understand three and four nights you're traveling, but to be flat from the start, I would have figured these guys would have been a little ass on fire. Again, got the IV pumping in Red Bull monster, whatever. Let's roll. Let's rock. Let's get her done. And they get hammered five, nothing. And the thing is, I'm, I'm not even like, I'm not even really shocked or, concerned that the sharks lost like we we know what's going to happen but to lose in this way right mm-hmm. like to to your point with with coming off the high of winning you know getting your first win of the season and winning two games in a row and you're playing your Stanley Cup champion right all right like to to do nothing you know you know what probably would have juiced him up they should have listened to Ken over at Sinbin that would have pissed me off enough <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Ken. We're just fucking with you. Uh, but th- yeah, this is another game where I'm going, fucking, when is Granlin going to get scratched? Like, are you telling me Bordalo is not a better option than Granlin or Carpenter? Well, dude, how many week how many weeks have been have I been saying, why not play the young guys? It can't get any worse. Yeah. <laughs> dude, that's what I'm saying. And like Sturm, he's uh, he's all regressed three- to what he is. He he's regressed a little bit. Here's the thing. Down the line for the centers, Granlin, Sturm, Carpenter. Did you know that Sturm has played 14 games? He has one point. Carpenter and Granlin, both seven games, and this is before tonight. Uh one each have a, a point. So in 28 games, they have three points among them. At least, at least Sturm has been a beast in the circle. When you need a defensive zone face-off that is huge, Sturm will get it done. That's the one glowing thing you can say about it. So I just go back to Carpenter and Granlin, and I go, how the hell is Bordalo, who, by the way, had a goal and an assist earlier today, how is he not a better option? Right. And 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 I think the thing with Sturm is, like, anybody who thought he was going to do this year what he did last year is you you just – you you got it wrong. And <laughs> you talk about wanting to do this year what you did last year. Let's talk to Timo fucking Meyer. Right. And and he is doing more of what he was expected to do and more of what he's good for. And the thing is, people are going to point to last year and say, "Oh my god, Sturm suck. He's not doing what he did last year. This is terrible." But I think what those people need to look realize and remember is like, "Hey, like Sturm, and I hate the expression regression to the mean because it's such an oxymoron, but Sturm has 
regressed to what he's supposed to be. And that has value. You know it what does. I mean? Yeah. If you could, like, to your point, if you could slide down, Sturm down to that fourth line center position <sighs> and then get, Where he should be. Right. And then get more quality guys between him and, and Hurdle, that's where you're going to see your improvement. Well, you look at the lines, the, the top six tonight. Eklund, mm-hmm. Hurdle, Zetterland. I have no problem with that. Zero problems with that whatsoever. Zadina, Granlin, Cunnan is your second line. And remember two thirds of that line is should be on the third line. I, I would I would say that entire line should be gone and replaced with Barbanov, Couture, and Duclair. Fair. That's fair. I'll give you that. Though I think, you know, Zadina with better line mates, I think is a completely different player. Sure, sure. And I'll give you that as well. They have yet to figure that out. Well, who do you put them with? Couture and Duclair. But, <laughs> but you can't, right? You right. Can't. That's what I'm saying. And so, how think... long did it take? How many how many weeks of bitching of us saying load up the top fucking line until they finally did it this week? Where we're like, why is Hurdle not with Eklund? Well, and and to your point, would you care to take a stab at who the top three in scoring are for the Sharks? Oh, gee, I fucking wonder. Right. <laughs> it is those three. Uh, Duclair Shuck. is also tied. Duclair is tied with Eklund. Uh, but the thing is... Is like, Run still tied for top scoring in defensive? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Granted, he's also tied. Here's the other thing. This one is even going to drive you even more insane. So Thrun has been in the AHL for four weeks now, and he's tied for the team lead in scoring. He's tied with a guy who's injured, which means the healthy players have not <laughs> stepped up. <laughs> Christ almighty, dude. And the thing, here's the thing, like when you go on hockey DB and you look at the stats, like, yes, like you can, you know, stats tell you a lot, but normally when it comes to looking at what a team is all about, I usually caution against looking at stats just because there's so much nuance. Mm-hmm. But with the case of the sharks, Looking at their stats, just in terms of points, right? You kind of learn everything you need to know about the Sharks just by looking at the stat sheet. This is one of the few times where that works that way. Um, but your your top five uh, for scoring is Hurdle, Zetterlin, Duclair, Eklund, and Zadina. I don't think it's a coincidence that those are the five forwards who have been the most impressive this season either. <laughs> what a shock. Uh, no, and it's weird. Who who could have predicted that? <laughs> who, who, who saw that? Not us. Uh, uh, Ian saying, uh, and I get, and, I'm, and like I'm, I don't know the uh, the sarcasm level behind this. <laughs> Carpenter isn't there to score goals. He's there to fill in the bottom six so other guys can play up the lineup. No, I get that. I get that. But I, I just go back to the idea of like Bortolo's healthy. I'm just thinking, I you know I. I I, I think I'd give Bortolo a look. We we do have some quotes coming in. That's my bad. Uh, fucking Eric being cool enough to like add some shit in here, and I didn't even get to it. So let's let's uh, before we get into our takeaways for the week, let's visit the Anaheim game one more time. Hurdle on the Gudas goal. There's a lot of bad bounces. That was a killer goal. Sometimes goals come like that. 
But if you don't shoot, you never know. We have to shoot pucks so we can get more bounces. I mean, that's the whole thing. It's You can't complain about a pop fly goal when you've been routinely and roundly outshot every single game this season. Well, not only that, but that, that goal, that goal was not a skill play, right? No. So you can't. Like you can't defend against that. Like it's a thing that just happens. That, well, especially if you're Vlasic, you can't defend against it. <laughs> Oof. Uh, and then Quinn on if the Sharks almost have to laugh about the Gudis goal, considering the way the season has gone, kind of the way the things have gone, right? I think you even if you're number one in the league, you have to laugh at that goal. Oh, because dude. like I said, it's just so it's so random and goofy. Like, dude, if if. Uh, Oh, wait a minute. San Jose is the worst team in the league. I was about to say, who's the worst team in the league? Oh, that's right. It's San Jose. So who's the best team right now? Is it Vegas or is somebody else just a, a scotch above? Uh, I believe at last check it was Boston, but that might have changed uh, with Vegas's win against the San Jose. Uh, yeah, it is Vegas. Boston's one point behind. Okay. So say the Sharks scored that goal against Vegas. Everybody's going to laugh at that, but let's be honest. It would probably be the only goal that the Sharks would score against Vegas. Like, so let, that's what it would take. Right. Well, and let me let me tell you this, too. So, a few seasons ago, the Sharks, they were playing Vancouver, and they scored a goal extremely similar to that way against the Canucks. And, you know, after the goal was scored, nobody was saying, oh, man, what a play. What a, <laughs> what, what, what a snipe. No, it was just like, oh, that was, that was fucking weird. Yeah, right, that was some whatever. fluky bullshit. Even when you're on the positive side of those moments, it's kind of like, wow, that was so weird that that happened. Okay, anyway. Yeah, like jot that down. Didn't have that on the bingo card. Right. Like nobody cares or nobody should care. You know what I mean? <laughs> so let's get back to something we mentioned earlier on. Greer. Get back. Yeah. Greer, <laughs> uh, Greer came with the tongue lashing last yep. Monday. Talked with the media, shared some details of the meeting with the players and the coaches, mostly about everyone is being evaluated, where their compete levels are. Uh, and I, I will say tonight, LeBanc's compete level, not where I want to see it. Uh, but hey, he's only here for the rest of the season anyway, so who cares, right? Uh, but being <laughs> too easy to play against. But I look at that. And, you know, look, it's, I don't mean to be a cynic. I try to be realist, but I also have recall. I have memory of certain things that were said. And at the beginning of the season, a huge thing that Greer went on about was the Sharks were going to have to be a very tough team to play against after 15 games. Have they been a tough team to play against? I mean, no, I was going to say it's literally not for 60 minutes. It's literally been take your two points and be on your way. Yeah. Well, and when I say not for 60 minutes, I mean over the last 15 games. I'm not talking right. about a particular game. I'm talking like 60 minutes out of the last 15 games. You might be hard-pressed to find 60 minutes out of all of those games <laughs> combined that they were a tough I team to play know. against. Yeah. <laughs> so I just sit there and go, Jesus. And everybody's going to be evaluated and, it, you know, it's, well, the next 10 days, uh, blah, 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 and change. Even that, is, even that is such an arbitrary timeline, right? Like, okay, yeah, 10 days. What the days fuck is from, 10 days about? Like, okay, 10 days from now is the beginning of Thanksgiving week. Like, all right, 
Well, like you didn't. It's, need... it's literally the middle of the Florida and St. Louis game this Wednesday. Like what the? Oh f- yeah, that fuck? is true. It's ten. Yeah, ten days from when he said it is like yeah, this week. Like yeah. So it's, it's like so... okay. So there were so there were what there were. Uh, th- so that was there was a game on Tuesday. Th- so there was four this week, and then next so five. So but he could have said the next ten games or next or next ten days, next five games. Yeah, or even, you know, at, at least make your benchmark mean something. You know, if you want to say, well, you know, they say American Thanksgiving is kind of a benchmark, so we want to see where we're at there. Like, okay, fine, I'm with you. But to just say, yeah, we've played, uh, we've played, how many games would they have played at that point? We've played 11, 11 games, games, and, yeah. uh, you know, uh, by game 26, we're really going to feel things. And it's like, okay, yeah. like you're just making numbers up now. Dude, like, was, uh, yeah, I felt that was I like think, in a very ambiguous indicator. I, I think he wanted to see if they could beat Vegas. That is their Stanley Cup this year. And how'd that go? Womp womp. I mean, dude, if, if memory serves, <laughs> I, I, if memory serves, they've played two two games against Vegas and they've been outscored nine to one. Yeah, that sounds right. right. I'm, uh, uh, you know, the 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 old Sharks, you know them. Uh, they're gonna be back here in Vegas, uh, February nineteenth, which is a week and two days before my birthday. So hey now. if I'm there, I don't want to be embarrassed. <laughs> nice. Oh, <laughs> uh, Chris, uh, trying to invoke the ring movie, 10 days or a little girl with long hair crawls out of the well and petrifies you. So, sure. yeah, I guess, I don't know. Do we have to, uh, is that going to be the opening next week? It'll just be a phone ringing and then you hear just... <laughs> It could be fun. Well, it's like, but okay, I, I but hope I didn't thing. spoil the ring for a lot of people right there. <laughs> but how many, how many times is that timeline? Like, is it just going to be like every, every morning media availability? It's like, well, in 10 days, we'll know more. Like, oh, dude, that's like right up there. How many there. times can they roll that down the road? You dude, know? yeah, but that's, that's like right up there with Donald Trump. It's like, in two weeks, we're going to have big, beautiful health care we've never had before. <laughs> yeah, well, it, that, it, that went on like, for three years. Well, but it, it, it's the same thing as like, you know, oh, we're, you know, we always used to make the joke. It's like, oh, uh, such and such is days away from being days away from happening, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, w- we're going to make an announcement that we have an announcement. Right. It, it, it's just, it's posturing. It to, is. It, it, it's, it's getting a question that you don't want to answer. Mm-hmm. And so you just kick it down the road. Like if I, and I... with how, with how transparent of a guy Mike Greer is, I'm surprised he didn't come out and say, hey, you know what? We're bad, and we just want to try and, you know, play hard. Whether well, or not we win or lose, we just want to play I, hard. Like, just make something up. Well, I was going to say, and I think Greer is is a good enough of a guy that he would just be like, look, we're having internal discussions when we have something to change, something to announce, we'll do that. Uh, and, and to take a quote, one of your favorite quotes, we're not there yet. So the funny thing for me is that it was, okay, 10 days, T- 10 days, uh, 10 days. And, uh, you know, Greer promised changes if no improvement. And then what happened the very next day, they went out and traded Adam Raskin, a fifth round pick for Kalen Addison, <laughs> which I'm sure we're going to get into it, but little teaser. That was a spicy little trade there. Oh, dude. I'm all about it, all about it. So let, let's get into this real quickly. For those of you who don't know, Sharks improved, 
of course, by winning on Tuesday. Uh, but changes came on Wednesday as the Sharks did trade Adam Rask, noted pest, noted Ian favorite, uh, but pest, and a 2026 fifth rounder for Minnesota defenseman Kalen Addison. Chief was taken in the second round of the 2018 draft. He is a 23-year-old, so obviously fitting right into the rebuild scheme. Uh, a right-shooting defenseman. Hello, another check out of the boxes. So defenseman, 23 years old, shoots right. Had five assists in 12 games with Minnesota this season. Three goals and 29 points in 62 games last season. However, he was scratched 20 times last regular season and in all six of Minnesota's playoff games and was shopped this past offseason to no avail. Obviously, his strength is on the power play, which has been an Achilles heel for the Sharks these last few seasons. And he's an RFA at the end of this season with a sub-million dollar QO. So, Jerk, how does this low-risk gamble and yet another reclamation project improve the sharks well i want to comment first on the last thing you just said i don't think this is a reclamation project just because he's 23 and there's nothing to reclaim yet he's still growing isn't zadina um, in the same boat kind of though no because zadina was up and then tailed down okay um so with at kaylin addison and you mentioned the point he is a you know, kind of a power play specialist, right? He's more of the, you know, gonna put the puck into this onto the stick of your forwards and <laughs> shoot first, provide... defend later. Right. And, 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 you know, you have to take those guys. I know everybody's gonna say, oh, well, he's minus five in three games, but here's the thing. Boo fucking who? What shark doesn't have a minus in front of that right now? Right. But, but here's the thing like with a defenseman like Kalen Addison, like the what they can bring you offensively is worth the nervousness on defense. And, so you're saying another Eric Carlson? <laughs> uh, I No, I don't think he's going to reach that level, but I do think when... Fuck you, give me my giggles. I, I do think when the Sharks turn this boat around, I do think he will be a big part of that, and I think he's going to provide offense, and, and ideally he's going to be paired with a much more steady and sturdy defense defenseman not mario ferraro of course but you know if he can be paired with somebody that just kind of you know locks it down and lets him go out and do all the offensive things like i think it's going to end up being a really good move for the sharks i mean even if let him know, be him right i mean even if like what he did with the minnesota wild a year ago even if that's his ceiling like that guy still has value, and well, what is you didn't it? Pay you didn't pay all that much to get him. Well, either. I was gonna say you paid next to nothing. Okay, Adam Rask. Uh, you know, I'm not saying he, you know, diamond dozen guy. Yeah, so that and you gave up a fifth, um, a fifth I'm, in three years, dude. A fifth in three years, but for a second round pick. You know, right? Guy was yeah. taken in the second round, so it's like you gave up a fifth for a. That's almost like trading a fifth for a second, and at least this guy, you have a little bit more an, of an idea of what you're getting. Right. And, and, the, and, and yeah. what does it say that as soon as he got here, he was thrown on the top pair? Yeah, like well, the, think, there was no think, easing in. It was like, dude, here's your skates, here's your pads, here's your jersey, here's your stick, here's your lid. Go have some fun, make Ferraro a better player because certainly we can't. <laughs> 
yeah, I, I, I again, I, I, there's, I don't have a single negative thing to say about this move, right? And and I'm glad you brought up Kevin Lacey's comment as well because I think that's a very apt comparison to Dan Boy. And yeah, and you know, it, it's it's a process. You know, right now the sharks are the sharks are a seed, and they need to be watered, mm-hmm. and they need sunlight, and. As we've talked about, like when the Sharks got Henry Thrun, it was the same kind of thing where it's like, yeah, you can draft a guy. Keep in mind, draft a guy three years from now and hope that he is Addison in another three years. So six total. Or you can just get the guy now. That's what I'm saying. And what, how do you feel? So, okay, let me, this is just me going off script, right? Mm-hmm. He's shooting. I'm shooting. <laughs> I'm going to shoot my shot here, dude. A year from now. Yes. How do you feel starting next season, your top pair, Addison and Thrun? I'm down for that. I was going to say, I don't have any problem if they do that this Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, if they rolled that out on Tuesday, I'd be fine with it. Yeah. Zero issues. Holy crap. Would you say no qualms? No oh, qualms. Hey. <laughs> no qualms. No, uh, what, what's what's the line from uh, from from the Johnny Depp pirate movie? No, no quarter, no something. Okay, I feel like we've gone down the wrong looking glass. Uh, so I know I brought up firings last week, but honestly, uh, what would be the point of firing Dan, you know David Quinn right now? You know during what is an obvious throwaway season. You know we are in year two of at least three years of a rebuild that at least the Sharks are admitting to. We started this a couple seasons earlier, but I think <laughs> we've mentioned this earlier, but um, you know, this is year two of three of a transition. Call it a rebuild, fine, whatever. I mean, just go and look at Cap Friendly. When all the deals end, you'll know what I'm saying, of course, with the exception of Hurdle and Couture, but just about everybody is done after next season. So what happens after next season? I mean, Dude, the Burns buyout is done. You're going to have Jones's retained salary cut in half. Um, you're going to, I mean, let's be honest, dude, we're, and we'll get to this in a second. You're going to be rid of Kakinen because they, they're going to have to move on to somebody else. Yeah, it's really unfortunate because I actually like Kakinen, but it's clear that Blackwood is the guy. There you go. So I'm just... Like, this is clearly a transition. And again, Couture and Barabanov still out, so next man up, and not a lot of people making that step up. But let's be brutally honest. Couture and Barbie come back, and we've already mentioned what we would set the lines at upon their return. Is it going to be enough for them to score four goals in seven games? Just so you win one of the bets. Right. <laughs> no? I, I, I just <laughs> I, like I again I'm 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 really nervous. Like I feel like Couture is like to... the one defensive forward that might be able to go out there and set an example for some of the other guys. Right, but I'm just like I, I'm so nervous to like definitively say yes, this will happen, no, this will not happen, because like the sharks are just <laughs> well they keep beating your uh, your law of averages into the ground so that's what i'm saying like this is a historically bad season for the sharks right and like i just am like i i just i'm i'm don't even know what to expect 
Do you have right. Kakinen on a fantasy team? <laughs> no, Kevin does. Um, <laughs> but and 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 the thing is, like, you know, we always say it right, where it's like we think we've seen everything and nothing can surprise us at this point, and then guess what? It happens, right? Sure. And I don't know. I just. I, I don't feel, know. I feel like the end of the season is going to be it's going to be a lot of fun to pay attention to what the Sharks do this coming off season cuz you have so many you have like half the squad as FAs. What's good? LeBanc. I no way in hell he is wearing teal a year from now. Dude, <laughs> if he signs an extension with the Sharks. Not dude, it's we'll, just not we'll, even we'll, happening. Dude, if he, I'll tell you this right now. It's agree not happening. Or disagree. No, but just hold on. Humor me. Agree or disagree? If LeBanc signs an extension with the Sharks, we'll do this podcast seven days a week. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Two hours a show. Yeah. Oh, dude. But LeBanc like, off. Uh, Mike Hoffman. I mean, if he's not gone. gone before the end of the season. Dude, if he's not gone before 2024, like, let's be real. Yeah. Declare. 50 50, I still yeah, say. Yeah, that one I'll give you 50 50. He can be, Duclair can be part of the solution if he wants to be. Yeah. And, but I'm still, I look at his age, if anything, and, and I look at his deal, three million left on this season. He's only 28. I just go, oh man, if he can just find a stretch between January and February, make himself valuable enough to get back, I don't know, a third? Something? No. God. Well, He'd dude, be worth, dude, he would be worth more than that. I would hope so. I mean, dude, if Goodrow can get you a first. But I'm just, I'm saying. T- I'm telling you, dude, the Tampa Bay Lightning will, will the Tampa Bay Lightning Ooh, would fork the day. over. They would fork <laughs> over big, like, big assets for him and then sign him to a cheap deal and win another Stanley Cup. Like, Duclair is a very good player, and whether it's the Sharks or whether it's another team, like, he is going to bring that team so much value. All right, and I'm fine with that. I just want him to bring Sharks value at the trade deadline. Right. I'm not saying he's not part of the solution. I don't think he's a problem. Definitely 50-50. Yeah. Uh, Cunning. You know, I'm. I, I have, hope they walk away from him. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm. Like, it's like, dude, to, tell me I'm wrong, and maybe I'm reading the tea leaves incorrectly, or I'm just, you know, I mean, look, most people, especially my wife, will tell you I'm an idiot, but I look at Cunning and I just go, like, is, is this not VL 3.0? Like, it just, it just, man. I mean, it it feels like another VL Gadjevic. Like, he might have like a little less. Um, fighting ability and have a Bip. little more offensive ability. Yes. Correct. And, and but there you go. Well, remember and do you remember last season? Um but no, I tried to flush it. <laughs> and granted he did have a goal last night or I'm sorry, tonight, which good for him. But here's the thing. Do you remember last season when there was that stretch where before he got injured where Cunnan wasn't taking penalties and he actually looked good? And then it was about twenty minutes. Right, but then look at what's happening this season. He's already he's already up to twenty seven penalty minutes in fifteen games. Fuck sakes, bro! Like over the course of an eighty two game season, that's a hundred and forty eight penalty minutes, which is far. It's whatever your thoughts are on Luke Cunning, 
148 penalty minutes is far too high in today's NHL for a guy who is supposed to play in your top nine and score goals. Thank you. Then so I per I, I think I uh, you know and again you know what? okay keep spinning the yarn about Cunning I'll be back. Well, and the thing is like you know Cunning, hell of a guy by all accounts, hell of a nice guy, and what he brings to the table has value. It's just there's it's not valuable based on the contract and it's not valuable based on where he's playing in the lineup. A guy like Cunning, you know, just what he brings to the table, he is at best, right? On your third line. Hit, score some goals, you know, here and there, maybe 10, 12, 15 goals a season. PP2, maybe some PK. I don't know about that though. But he's a guy who should be at most on your third line. And we recall last year he started the season on the top line with Hurdle and was moved off that line very fast. How and the then hell this was and, the top line? and this season, Duclair is sick. And it's like, well, uh, you know, should we move up uh Zadina? No. Should we move up um, you know, whatever you want to say about Giovanni Smith? Guy shoots the puck. No. <laughs> Luke Cunning. <laughs> or even you know, to your point, Hoffman or LeBanc, yes, they've both been brutal this year, but they both have offensive talent. If you're going to suck already, why not try and unlock that, right? Well, let's let's answer Lacey's question and pile on. Who gets shipped out first, Cunning, LeBanc, or Hoffman? And now when we say shipped out, like that includes trades, waivers. Right. Who Who among that group? I mean, I think just, dude, I'll tell you this, and it, it's a very the same side of a uh, of a uh, three headed coin. <laughs> I'll tell you this, and it, and this is going to be some of the methodical thinking I was telling you about before. Oh fuck, you're going to the bank, are you? Be, <laughs> be because of where the because of like where the I'd NHL is right. I'd say Hoffman. Well, because of where the NHL is right now, like financially, you know, like this is the last year where the COVID salary cap implications are still relevant, and. So just based on that, which has proven to be an issue the last four seasons, it's going to be Luke Cunning only because he has the lowest salary and therefore would be the easiest for an acquiring team to take uh, on. Guys like guys look at like you Hoffman, looking at numbers. I know guys like Hoffman and LeBanc who are over four and a half million dollars. It it behooves you to wait. Whoa, I as, know words. <laughs> it behooves you to wait as close to the trade deadline as you can because a potential acquiring team would then have less money to try and fit into their salary cap. Totally. Uh, let's finish this off. So Zadina, dude, 1.1, 23 years old, RFA. I mean, is, is, is this a guy that you want to keep in your uh, third line if, at that price point, if you can still get him? Because, I mean, Chief bagged off a lot of money in Detroit to sign this little deal, and so far... I don't know that either side is that particularly happy. Well, you need to, you, you, there's multiple angles you have to look at it, right? Because I think from, uh, from like, you know, maybe just objectively what the Sharks want out of him. Yeah, there's definitely room to grow. And I understand that. But if you look at it in within the context of this team, right? Second on the team in goals. Fifth on the team in points. Dude, Zadina has more goals than McDavid. <laughs> accurate dude i almost have more goals than mcdavid right and and again like 
this is this is the sharks like <laughs> which of course times, is woodcroft's fault but we'll get there which and how many times have the sharks picked the one that comes to mind and i before anybody freaks out and jumps to conclusions oh get, not, get twitter ready i'm not saying that it's good i'm not saying that the same thing is going to happen right but do you recall a couple of years ago you recall when the sharks had ryan donato <laughs> how could i not dude right Ryan Donato, like, revi- like, go back and look at the stats. Ryan Donato played well and had decent numbers here with the Sharks. The problem is the Sharks willfully put him in a position that hindered his ability. And then at the end of the season, oh, yeah, yeah, you, you didn't do much for us. We're going to let you go. And it's like, yeah, but you put him in a position that hindered his ability. Yeah, deployment and, sucked. And it's the same thing with Zadina, where, like, Zadina can rip the puck with the best of them. And... He should be playing. I understand, like, nobody expected within reason. Like, nobody expected Zetterlin's rise to happen this quickly. But Zadina needs to be with one of your top two centers. Like, that's where he fits best. Yeah. And if you're going to, you know, it, it's a simplistic expression, but if you're going to jam a square <laughs> peg into a round hole, you can't be confused when it doesn't work. Well, see, I look at it is that, and this is kind of, I, I hope I'm, Tailing on what you're, you know, I hope I pick them up, picking it up, what you're throwing down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I remember a Jonathan Chichu in 2005 who was not doing, you know, that well. He was doing okay. Right. But then Joe Thornton came to town and all of a sudden Jonathan Chichu's taking home a Richard trophy. And right. you got a guy like Nils Ekmund. Who? <laughs> right. And plays with Joe Thornton. All of a sudden, look at this fucking guy. Even Mark Smith, career fourth liner, saw some decent success when he was paired with Joe Thornton. So talent can open other talent. Right. And 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 here's the thing. There are some there are some players where they are more utility players. Your friend Joe Pavelski is one of these guys. Love him. where Wherever you put them, they will work out. And mm-hmm. that's fine, and that's awesome for them. There are other players who are equally as, as important, but you need a much more curated environment for them to thrive. And you, by, by again, willfully not curating that environment for them, you can't be shocked when it doesn't work out. And, and the question I'll pose to you is, so... Pick any defenseman that scores a lot of points the Sharks have had over the years. Carlson, Burns, Boyle, Dan Boyle, Sanders Ozelinch, Christian Erhoff, like in who? Matt Carl, like whoever. Pick any defenseman that scored a, a good amount of points. What if I told you, hey, uh, offensive defenseman, we're not going to play you on the power play and we're not going to give you a majority of the offensive zone faceoffs? Fuck am I doing here then? Wouldn't Yeah, wouldn't you be like, what, the, what what's my what's my role? What yeah. the fuck? And so it's the same kind of thing. Zadina is probably, I don't want to say, I don't want to like rank him or anything, but Zadina is towards the top in terms of guys who can just shoot the puck on this team. Why is he not in a position to shoot the puck? Should we tell Mackenzie Blackwood, hey, I know you're a goalie, but don't stand in front of the net. Yeah, like, like if, if you can fill up the water bottles, we'd appreciate it. Right, if you can take draws, like that'd be awesome. <laughs> Dude, absolutely. Like I'm here, here like, and, and again, Sturm is about to show you how to get it done. And, and, and I fully acknowledge, like, I'm not an NHL general manager. I'm not an You're NHL not? coach. I understand all of these things. But some things just to a fan, you know, and we are stu- being San Jose Sharks fans. We are stupid fans. 
according to some people. And so it's like, and it's, so it's like, (laughs) it's weird. Yeah. We're, we're considered idiots by some people yet. Every time, how many times has has there been the technologist bump? It's very odd. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like there are some things I truly believe this. You don't need to be an NHL coach or an NHL general, general manager to understand certain things. Some things are just so easy so easy a cave to understand it. You yeah. know what I mean? Hey, goalie stop pucks. Goal scorers score goals. Like, you know, some things are just easy. Well, they should be anyway. We got a guy in the chat. Um, I'm not, dude, I ain't even trying to fuck with that handle. I'm just going to say Kenga. But LeBanc often looks defeated by his second shift most nights. Dude, I will say, I, I, was, I was irritated enough earlier tonight to tweet it out where I saw LeBanc I don't know if it was a first or second shift. It was a some defensive play. The Sharks got possession of the puck, started to move it out. LeBanc was at the end of his shift. Holy crap, was he half-assing it. Dogging it to the bench. And I'm like, motherfucker, you are on the last year of your contract. How the hell are you? Do- like, I don't care that you're on the worst of 32 teams. I don't care. The the GM just came out, dogged everybody not even a week ago. And again, you're on the final year of your deal. Motherfucker. You know, 27. Like, literally, you're, you're fighting for either your career deal, which no one is going to give you. You are desperately hunting for a bridge deal. A two-year show-me deal is what you are desperate for. And you're going to fucking dog it? Oh, dude, that pissed me off. Well, and and we, you know, remember, you recall, we talked about that a couple weeks ago, where it's like, we, we, in this in this environment, right, pro athletes, like, the money is always going to be there. Always. The money will always be there. But it's not all the time that the job security will be there. Hey, now. You are fighting, you're fighting for your life right now. Your, your boss came into your office and said, AJ... If you don't get me this report by 5 p.m., we're going to have to let you go. And you're like, Is it a TPS, fuck that report. A TPS report? <laughs> right. It's like, again, like to your point, like I know people talk a lot about, oh, contract year, contract year. But like it, to your point, you're 27. You just had got married. You just had a baby. Like your livelihood is on the line. Yeah, dude. You, like, like, dude, like, dude you're, you are a year away from signing Pucks at conventions. Dude, it, LeBanc is going to be on Neftahemic in the KHL in a year if he doesn't start scoring I'm, some goals. Dude, that's what I mean. Um, well, We got to get re- through the rest of this RFA. <laughs> I know we went down the fucking hole with Zadina. Uh, you got Carpenter at 32. I mean, you know, that's the, the guy. I don't sweat well, that one all that much. No, I'm not sweating it at all. And didn't they, didn't they pick him up off waivers or something? No, he when when he was originally on the Sharks, he no, no, left no. the like, team via waivers. No, why why is he here right now? I thought it was like a Ryan a, Carpenter. Yeah, I thought it was like wasn't it like a waiver pickup or something? No. How the hell did he? Oh, he's oh, they signed him in the offseason on purpose. Yeah, I okay. I think again Ryan Carpenter like he brings he's he brings value in the right role. Oh, I get what you're saying. He's he's the you know the guy you want in the room. He's the yeah, culture he's your, well, but, and blah blah. Yeah, blah, blah, he'll blah, play blah. on the, he'll play on the fourth line or he'll be your scratch forward. You know, every night. You know, it's not 
But no, I mean, yeah. but let's be honest. He was he was signed to bring leadership and culture to the CUDA. For right, the most and part. E, and, right, and to Ian's point, he is on a two-way deal. So, you know, it's not, you know, it's not like guaranteed that he needs to be, a, you know, I don't, I, I think there was the possibility, like the, they knew that it was possible that he would come up to the NHL at some point, but he is on a two-way deal. So more likely than not, he is on the, going to be on the Barracuda when, you know, the roster is fully healthy. Yeah. It's it, like, to me, this was a, a man, a, I'll tell you this too. It's a, it's sharks, a golden, it's a golden parachute type of a deal. Well, well, dude, I'll tell you this, the sharks and, and the sharks do a good job at this. So I give it was, them props. It was, it's a condom deal. It's a, you know, it's, it's protection. <laughs> but the thing is. Like and and the Sharks do a good job with this, so I give them props. They are hooking him up to play in the AHL. Like oh, yeah. your 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 average you know your average AHL player makes somewhere between seventy and a hundred thousand dollars. Guys in San Jose, they make more in the AHL. We understand why that is, but Carpenter, like Carpenter, is making four hundred k when he's in the AHL. Like that is taking care of a guy. And again, it's 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 a leader. It's a guy who's supposed to help with the culture. So he was the, recognize. Yeah, he 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 was one of the alternate captains back when the Barracuda went to the Western Conference Final five years ago. See, it's like Carpy Deuces, baby. Carpy Deuces uh, scored the, the scored the series winning goal in the first <coughs> round. Like we all remember these things. Yeah, on the uh, on the defensive side, um, Kalen Addison. Like we said, dude, part of the future. Yep. At, le- at least for me, right? Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Like he he. Excuse me. I feel like Kalen Addison. He's one of those guys where he can be coached up. Like, is he a? Um, I don't want to say. You know, I don't know that Ryan Merkley is the 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 proper kind of comparison. It's just it's it's a cat who he's he's a right handed right handed dude. He has offensive prowess. Mm-hmm. Get him to commit to the defensive side of the game. I think you got something there. But dude, RFA right now, 23 years old, making 825. Like to me, that talk about low risk, high reward. Yeah, well, especially like even you know, even if it completely blows up in the Sharks' face and they end Costs up letting him you go. nothing. Yeah, and they let him go at season's end. It's a draft pick three years from now that the Sharks will probably recoup this year. Yep. And it's <laughs> with Duclair. A- <laughs> right. And it, and it's an AHL forward that you've got millions of. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's worth the gamble. And if it works out, all of a sudden you've got your, you know, you've got your PP1 or maybe PP2, depending on how he grows. But all of a sudden you have a guy who's part of your future and part of the solution. Exactly. And and, and you mentioned the contract as well, 825000 this year. Un- unless, like, like, this is the thing is, you know, it's a very small percentage of NHL players that make an immediate impact. Like, I would say 80, 85% of them, it, like, again, they're seeds. They need water. They need sunlight. Mm-hmm. You just gotta, they're an egg. You got to sit on them. You know what I mean? Like, you, you got to get there. You got to be patient. I'm right. There. Yeah, we're not there yet. <laughs> we're going to get there. Uh, Nikita, dude, are 22. Same thing. Yeah. Exactly, like what we just said. Reasonable facsimile. Uh, Ty Emerson, same, same. Twenty three RFA. Like these are these are pieces to me that you keep. Now, conversely, Shimmick comes off the books after this season. It's unfortunate how much we've turned on him, but it's a good thing. 
yeah, I, I mean, hey, dude, it's one of the few things that we have done better than the sharks, which is to recognize when the milk has gone bad. <laughs> Take it out of the fridge. You don't keep Give it, it in the there. Give it a sniff test. Yeah, you don't keep it in there. Uh, love, love me some Shimmick back in the day, but we move on. You broke his signing. Uh, I dude. think you forget that. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> but also coming after next season, Nikolai Knizhov. 25 right now, but he only has one more year. But again, he he's costing you next to nothing. And I still, I'm going to be on record saying that he still needs some time to marinate coming back after not playing hockey for like 18 months. I think you give him the benefit of the doubt. He's uh, a guy, he's a guy. Deploy similar, him correctly. I was going to say he's similar to Zadina where you need to put him in the right position. Like, I don't think it's a coincidence that Kanijov played his best hockey next to Eric Carlson. Hey, now. He's kind of like and and Kevin brought up Dan Boyle uh, earlier, and I think that's actually a pretty solid comparison. Do you recall? And I'm sure you do. You're a smart guy. Do you recall who Dan Boyle was paired with the majority of his Sharks career? Oh Jesus! Uh, uh, don't tell me. Don't fucking tell me. It was a it was a total defensive guy. Uh, f- I know for a brief time it was Hannon, but he was no, he was stapled. Oh uh, fuck! I'm gonna be so pissed that I can't remember this. I'll give you a hint. He oh. wore number three. Yeah, it was fucking Douglas. So here's the thing. Yeah, I was going to say, think I'm like, about, it was a big bitch. What the hell was his name? <laughs> here, think, here's the thing about Douglas Murray. Stout defensively, physical guy. Huge. A, and a, yeah, and a, a, a tree trunk, too. Yeah, dude, could, could fucking start doing the Macarena dance and take out three guys at once. And and here's the thing. Like, you think about Nikolai Knizhov. Stout defensively. Physical. Mm-hmm. I say, why? Like, again, this is another year of experimenting. Let's roll out Kanijov Addison for five games. I was, dude. Games. I was, I was right there with you, dude. Like, <clears throat> I like that. Yeah, I like that. And again, it's like this season, next season. Let's be honest. You're tinkering. Yeah, you're you're not shooting. You know, sitting there. Oh, we're shooting our shot. The window's open. No, no, no. The window's nailed. Fucking shut right now. Mm-hmm. So, so let's, let's pilfer through the toolbox. Let's see what tools work. You know, uh, I, I, none of this butter knife as a, as a screwdriver shit. Let's find the right tool for the right job. I like this. Um, you got Ruta here again, another guy, 33 years old, signed through next season to me, another guy that it's like, this is a, a, a guy who has cup experience is here to bring some culture, bring some winning attitude. But he's going to be gone after next season. And again, yeah, I go I, to this idea of next season is year three of three in the transition. Well, and and you do remember last season, like um, when the Sharks had Andrew Cogliano, who? where every everybody knew, like, yeah, okay, you're not going to be here for very long, but when you are here, you're going to make a positive impact. Oh, dude, him and, and I think what was the other uh, Benino? <laughs> well, yeah, and I think, <laughs> but Cogliano I, to me was way, mm, shall we say, more forthcoming. Right, and I and I think Jan Ruta is the same kind of thing. Like I love Jan Ruta as a defenseman, and like back, you know that that season after oh, the dude, Sharks, I have pictures of you posted in front of Amelie Arena. <laughs> dude you you but, were like hammering the fucking the oh back to back bitches 
Yeah, but it, like Jan Ruta, I think is like a perfect third pairing defenseman on a Stanley Cup team, and that's not what the Sharks are right now, which I understand. Yeah, but but it's about culture. But you right, and you have guys like like you know I whatever you want to say about Mario Ferraro, you have guys like Ferraro, Kanijov, Addison, Emerson, Okoyo took. I hope they said that right. Uh, you know, not guys, even close, but it was. Uh, but I bought it. Like you have all, and 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 again, Thrun is down in the AHL. Oh, Muka Madulin, Larock, maybe Gavanka, maybe Dude, Pulley. I wouldn't like, be you, surprised if the Sharks move on from Larock. To be honest with you, that, I, I that's, couldn't. I couldn't say. I was going to say that. That's a that's a discussion that Lacey I don't and Jules believe, and I don't. I I don't believe that I just. I don't believe that I agree with that. But I would want to look into it more. Yeah. No. That's a that's a Ian Jules Mark. Lacy discussion, but but the uh, thing is, like, you you have all these young defensemen, like, we, we have to get who, through this. Who better for them to look <laughs> at than a stout veteran defenseman that's won two Stanley Cups? I'm saying it. Uh, I J- like I like Ruta. I'm down that they brought him in. Yeah, uh, Jerry, is Murray still heading up the Sharks alumni group? I have no idea. They, they it, it's weird how they start certain things and then they kind of let them die on the vine for a little bit, like. That 91 club thing, they were all hot and heavy about it for like four months, and then it like disappeared for like a year, and then they rebooted it up. Well, yeah, because they because they realized that asking people to <laughs> wait, to, you know, you will actually give us money to be a fan. That's amazing. Yeah, you know, yeah the sharks charged everyone their tithe, and <laughs> and and you know realized that it was stupid. <laughs> uh, let let's let's finish this up, man. So you go through those, then again, Kakinen. He's gone after this season. I don't give a flying fuck. He could he could be started three straight games throughout, shutouts and three straight. It's not happening, man. I'm sorry. The the Kacken, I was here for it, dude. When they brought him in, you mm-hmm. know, dude. I was just like, hey, you know, it's a fucking Reimer and uh oh god, Dubnik. You know, and I'm like, yeah, one <laughs> of these Yeah, one of these motherfuckers gotta hit the door. And it was just like, cause come on. I mean Jones, a lot of people go, oh, Blackwood is the most, uh, just, what's the word I'm looking for? Consistent goalie since Jones. And I'm like, Jones was consistent 2015, 2016. That was it. And even then, eh, there were there were times. I would sit there and say, Blackwood is the most consistent goalie that the Sharks have had since Niemi. And everybody knows, not a Niemi fan, was I. But <laughs> like so, Kakinen for me, he gone now. You look and you go, whoa, and and especially if you're Ian Reed, because Ian loves to pick on some goalies, and yeah, McAniemy, you got Krona, Krona, I think what picked up his first AHL win earlier today, so good on him, correct? Um, but you know they're, they're 23, 24. You know goalies don't hit their prime until twenty seven, so. You you hopefully have a little time. You've, you isn't Bo Pitt still around here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and still nobody. Godro is still like sitting on his couch playing PS Five, right? <laughs> so like there are some options out there, but I feel like Blackwood is the guy who, for the next six seasons, minimum. I think he's yeah. proven that beyond a shadow of a doubt. Like this to me is the play that Mike Greer made where it's like, fuck, thank God one of these paid off. Right. Out of and, all the players and, that he's brought in, I would be shocked. And also 
a little tilted if Blackwood does not get an extension this coming off season. Like, I don't want him to break the fucking bank, but saying, hey, McKenzie, return of the Mac, buddy, Mac Black. How about, you know, five years, four and a half per. Sound reasonable? And that's the thing, like, you know, caps going up, dude. Right. And with Blackwood, there's a there's a long history of playing well. And I know there's going to be recency bias as well. But the thing is, like, think about right around the time the Blackwood's numbers kind of take a dip. Like, think about what was going on. COVID. A lot of people mentally, physically, whatever. Dude, having to live in New Jersey. The pandemic jammed a lot of people up. And I feel like now that. I feel like society and the Sharks and hockey like has kind of, especially with the salary cap considerations opening back up, like things have started to move forward and guys who kind of were fighting it a little bit are starting to come through the other side. And I, I think you look at Blackwood's stats, I think his stats are very, very, um, you know, a bit of a misnomer because I think he's played very well. Sure. And I think you know, I, I'm kind of with you where I, I, I maybe want to give him another, you know, maybe another two or three year deal just to kind of at the end of next year, just to kind of see where things are. But I'm I'm fully in support. Like if he's going to be the guy that he was prior to the pandemic, like I'm all down for making him part of the solution. Dude. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm comfortable handing him five years. Puck guy saying since 2021 Sharks goalies, you got Jones, Dell, Dubnik, Stalock, Kozanosh, Melnichuk. Reimer, McAniemi, Krona, Blackwood, Kakinen, and of course, forgetting about Aiden fucking Hill. Noted <laughs> cup winner, Aiden Hill. How'd that fucking work out? So, like, as much as the Hill deal didn't work out for the Sharks, which... Still the right move at the time. Yeah, and, uh, for, yeah, for what you had at the time, of course. So that's why I kind of, like, again, I want to go back to the Doug Wilson pre Brent Burns deal where it's like no deal over five years, but I would have no problem handing Blackwood a deal this summer. He's 26 now. When the hell does he turn 27? But either way, you hand him a five-year deal. The oldest he's going to be at the end of this is 33. No problem. No fucking problem. The only only thing is... dude. And look at what he's done so far. Yeah, his numbers aren't incredible. I but think they're, I they're think a they're misnomer. dude. I think they're incredible for playing on a team that is almost on average giving up three times the amount of goals that they're serving to the opposing goaltender. You know. It's, or maybe it's not that many, but it's just kind of like, you know, the Sharks are allowing 40, what was it, 38, 39, I think, on average so far this season. That's what they're allowing. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, taking shots on goal is half that. They're like around 20, 19 and a half. Yeah. So I'm like, no. Blackwood, the fact that you've been able to do what you've done under such reprehensible conditions where you're getting shelled on a regular basis... Fuck yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. Like I said, like four and a half for five years. You know, for five years. Yeah, I, I would I, do that. The thing is, though, I I do, and I don't think it applies in the Blackwood situation, but I do think worth mentioning as well. Your desire to go back to the era of four, five, and six year deals. I hope you know that that's. Uh, 
What, pie in the sky? Pie in the sky. I don't give a fuck. um the and then of course the only you know we talked about shimmick's gone after this season the only other one of course we need to talk about which is uh the elephant in jerk's room a 29 year old alexander barabanov are you waving goodbye to him are you doing are you saying it's hard i'll do two years it's hard to say because he he he's barely played so we don't even he's played well he played six games with no points but Sharks were also terrible during that time. Like I think you need when he when he comes back healthy, that's going to be the time where you start collecting data and you see okay, yes or no. I I don't think there's enough data to be definitive on him. Well, and he has a ten team no trade clause right now. Is that's is fine? Say he comes back at twenty nine years old. Let's be honest, probably not part of the overall grand scheme. If he's able to be deployed correctly, maybe gets paired back up with Hurdle is able to give us some some Barbie magic. And I would imagine it's got to be relatively soon. I mean, a broken finger, come on. I mean, football probably players... Probably four, ta- four ta- to six weeks, probably. Yeah, but I mean, football players tape that shit up in the, in the locker room during halftime and come back out. <laughs> but look, okay. A little bit so, different, but sure. Yeah, sure. So, like, you know, he's going to be back before Christmas. You would think. Yeah. So... Feature him, showcase him. Maybe this is a guy that you can move and do unto him what you have done unto Burns and Carlson. Uh, who is it? Benino or whatever, where you move a player, you work to move a player into a preferable situation for everybody. Don't want to give him away for free, but hopefully you move him to a situation that he's comfortable with. The return to the Sharks is comfortable with. Again, he's 29 years old. Like, it, again, not part of the solution. Not part In of the big opinion. plan. Yeah, not not part of the big plan. I hope that that works out. Like, hopefully, again, it's like there's a couple pieces here, whether it's LeBanc, it's Barabanov, it's clearly Mike Hoffman. Uh, that There's definitely a couple. And, and Jesus Christ, Granlin, if he could shit or get off the pot. But... All right, that's uh, man. Did we go down that hole for a fucking while? So, with that, I mean, the Sharks to me have found the goalie of the future. But let's check in on some former Sharks real quick here, uh, dude. Timo not doing that great in New Jersey, man. You follow the social media. There's some people that have burned Timo and effigy. Going, we gave up all of that for this fucking guy. It's because it's because the system in New Jersey doesn't allow him to be a high octane player, right? I mean. 10 like 10 points in 13 games is nice but when you're minus 11 on a playoff team yeah uh what about Brent Burns also kind of middle of the pack right now in Carolina but it should also be noted that Carolina is letting goals in the way that like parents give away candy at they, Halloween they still haven't figured out that their goaltending is shit but, yeah you know maybe one day <laughs> dude and but what did the sharks get in return it's it's working out so far um, yeah, and, and I, we want the Devils to do well, dude, because better pick, right? Uh, yeah, we need the we need the Devils to go to the conference final at yeah, minimum, in a big way. Uh, and then, but then, which is still on the table. I'm not. Oh sure, sure they can figure it out. Hey, they, I mean, dude, the, wouldn't it be funny to watch the Devils and the Oilers get into a goddamn bidding war for I don't know Martin Jones? 
<laughs> and and then of course we're hoping that the uh, the pens become become uh, Oilers East. Am I right? Pen, uh, pens need to suck. Mm, right for the pick. No, because if that if the if the Penguins versus top ten protected. Oh they, fuck! Okay, they so keep, they need to keep it. And they need it to becomes, be bad, but not suck. Right. They need to. They need to be like no, <laughs> no worse than tenth. Oh, uh, okay. So they need to just barely not make the play, which is fine. Because if you, I mean, if you can get quality at eleventh overall. Absolutely, dude. Or, I feel, I feel or, pretty good about Quentin Mustine. What was he taking? Twenty eighth. Or option two. Let this year be the last dance for Pittsburgh, and then let them keep their twenty twenty four first. And then when they're potentially dog shit in twenty twenty five, then we'll take that first because it's unprotected. Uh, if you if you want to do the the four D playing four D chess, if you want to do four D chess, <laughs> like let this year be their last dance. Ah, uh, yeah, baby. And then you know let them be terrible next year. Hell right? yeah! All right, la- last week I asked if the team that lost the matchup between Edmonton and San Jose would hand out a pink slip. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Following the game, I loved this that somebody dialed in on the the camera focused on uh what's this uh, dave uh david mason is that cat's assistant Ooh. name for for oh, dave Wood- manson manson excuse me so manson and woodcroft but woodcroft spotted walking off the ice following that sharks game and the lip readers going yeah i think i'm pretty sure he said eh, that might be it <laughs> and manson going yep so took till this morning woodcroft was actually shown the door. I think this is a horrible fucking choice from the Oilers. And I get that every fan wants to sacrifice for the record that the Oilers have right now. But it's not like motherfucker forgot to coach over the summer. Is it, is it Woodcroft's fault that McDavid has like one goal in the last like eight, nine games? Is it his fault that Skinner and Campbell can't stop a fucking beach ball? And, well, and McDavid's also hurt. Well, that too. And then, and Woodcroft leaves the Oilers with the highest regular winning percentage by a coach. The, dude, how long has McDavid been playing? This is his eighth season, right? He's had five different fucking coaches. Right. Like, give me a break. When does the, the pink slip start to go up the fucking food chain? Yeah, it, it, it should be the GM. Holy fuck. If not higher. Right. Dude, president, GM, fucking clean house, man. How are you going to go through these many coaches? Again, Jay Woodcroft, highest regular winning percentage that the that the Oilers have had. And that is the guy that is going to be your sacrificial lamb? Right. Well, and, Dude, and, uh, dump him off and, at Tech CU. I will have him replace John McCarthy in a heartbeat. No, you know what? I I saw somebody said that on uh, Twitter Me? today. No, I, no, I, I said it three days ago. <laughs> I think it's more likely though if he were to end up somewhere else. If that's a hard if, I think it's more likely he ends up with Todd McClellan in L.A. I have no problem with that, and I mean he knows the deal. Right, and the thing is, who 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 know, coaches the rain right now? Uh, Marco Sturm. Oh fuck! Okay. Who, who, who you know if you if you recall maybe you do maybe you don't well dude coach team germany i was pining for sturm to coach the sharks i was going to say when the sharks fired bob bugner i wanted it to be marco sturm dude me too 
Yeah, he was he was an assistant coach for the Kings for a couple of years, and then he got I don't know if that's a promotion or a lateral move to go from NHL assistant coach to AHL head coach. I don't know I don't know what that is if it's a promotion it or if it's lateral, but you know he's head coach at Ontario Reign. Um, at least at last check he was. Um, <laughs> Marco. Yeah, he is, and and he's a very you know for how young he is in terms of coaching, big time, very good. Like I wanted and, the Sharks to hire him, like I said, when they fired Bob Bugner. And let's be honest, it's a new NHL. It you the the your Daryl Sutters of the world are not being listened to. They're being mm-hmm. kicked to the curb. To me, Woodcroft is a more empathetic coach. I mean. Everything that I heard about Jay Woodcroft while he was with the Sharks and while he was with the Oilers is um, like as an assistant has, you know, and and Jay Woodcroft, same thing, assistant coach at the NHL level, then became the head coach for the Bakersfield Condors. And now he, you know, got promoted to be the head coach of the Oilers and obviously got fired. But Everything I've heard about him has been extremely complimentary, and like like you said, a real player's player, Dude, you know, player's coach. And that's all I'm saying. I don't and, know. And Lacey, Lacey in the chat saying, "No, you you put Woodcroft on the Sharks bench, move Scott Gordon to the AHL to take over from McCarthy." Dude, I'm like, I'm sorry, he might be the nicest guy on the planet, and but again, this is a results oriented business. I'm fucking done with McCarthy. I, I think yeah. that was the absolutely wrong choice. I didn't think it was a great choice when it happened. I and I, I did on this. Like to me, I, I thought it was a it was a penny pitching move. To be quite honest, right. And and on on the subject, I I wanted to, you know, make a note of uh, the tweet that Ian put out this morning. Uh, it's amazing in the NHL how the guy who causes the problem gets to fire the people who couldn't make the most of the mess they were given to by the person doing the firing. Absolutely. And that's like there's no better way to put it. <sighs> All right, so I, I know we asked the question. You know what? I feel like, uh, you know, it's a quick 30 seconds. We're going to continue asking this until the game happens. Who who who's, rep- who's repping the Sharks at the All-Star game this season right now? Right now I'm saying Blackwood. Yeah, I would probably say Blackwood. If not, if not Hurdle, then yeah, Blackwood. Absolutely. Uh, an- another thing the Sharks are going to have to deal with this season is uh, through tonight's game. The Sharks have allowed 52 goals, 27, more than half have come in the la- in the first or last three minutes of a period. Something. Good. Yeah, dude. And they talked about it during pre and post. Right now, the Sharks have are, are third among shots on goal allowed in the last 63 years. That says something. Uh, dude, we're like two hours in and we haven't even got to Hero and Zero because we went down the goddamn cap friendly. Here, here, here's hole. my suggestion. Let's skip some shit. Uh, <laughs> well, or just be faster. Um, I mean, I, I see one thing on here that I'm kind of like. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Okay. So Hero Zero. Kind of before. All right. My hero for this week is uh, Blackwood's Chiropractor because mm-hmm. uh, if you're able to straighten out Mac Black's back after carrying this team for that long, good on you. Yeah. So you have my hero for the week. Jerk. Uh, I'm... (laughs) I really don't want to run it back for the third week in a row, so I'm not going to. (laughs) (laughs) But what I am going to say in in the hopes... Just say the top line. uh, No, I'm going to say, and I know this is going to be a controversial thing to say. Spicy meatball incoming. David Quinn. 
Who? For fine, and you kind of hit it on the head a little bit. David Quinn gets my hero of the week <laughs> for loading for up the top line. Finally, finally putting the top line that is currently in place together. Because guess what? You, the players who have been your best players so far this season, why not have them all play help each together. other out? Yeah. Uh, my zero, Granlin, for the all the words I said over the last two hours. Fair. Yours? Um, my zero, and this one is a bit more personal, the NHL. So Ooh, me, fuck. Oh, here we me, go. Spicy let, meatball. And and now, by the way, you know, it, when it comes to when it comes to um you know, when it comes to credentials for the NHL draft in Vegas next summer, just forget this happened. But <laughs> um because let me explain something to you. So oh, for shit. those here who, we go. And 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 for for anyone who doesn't know, okay, you oh, must be new, be but I'll share it anyway. Show. Well, you know, uh, don't talk about stupid crap. Anyway, uh <laughs> got him. Uh <laughs> Um, well played. So for those who don't know, obviously I'm a Sharks fan living in Las Vegas. So, so they say. we we have YouTube TV here. And for one reason or another, YouTube TV does not carry the channel that the Golden Knights games are on. Which sucks if you have YouTube TV and you're a Golden Knights fan, but it happens. Whatever. Well, no, wasn't that a like a big RSN thing that was in the news last summer or something? I don't know, okay. but I they, YouTube TV does not carry the Golden Knights, the channel the Golden Knights run, which is unfortunate if you're a Knights fan and you have. Uh, well, it's really stupid if you're in Vegas. But go right. Ahead. And so, so I go and I say, okay, well, can't watch it on YouTube TV. So I guess Ahoy, I'll, subject matey. Myself, I'll subject myself to the Sharks broadcast. I have an ESPN plus subscription. Oh, but sorry, you're watching the Golden Knights on ESPN plus in Vegas. You were not doing that. We're gonna black you out. Ahoy, matey. So, and and but also, the God, you know so just again like and I know I've been very much like, hey, the TV package is what it is. You need to just deal with it, what guy. It That's definitely been my take. But at the same time, if you want people to watch your product, don't black them out. <laughs> if I live in Vegas and want to watch the Golden Knights on ESPN Plus, let me. Just let me. Because not everybody has cable. Well, to, dude, uh, to be fair, I, I, I'll be shocked if we're not like three years away from everything just essentially being pay-per-view because it garners the most cash. I don't know. All right. So... Good zero, though. I appreciate that. I support that choice. <laughs> Absolutely support that choice. All right. Let's finish this shit out. Uh, they induct... Oh, man. And I got... Oh, man. I have so much more to talk about. And and I... And definitely a couple things that I can get into. But anyway, let's let's hit this quick. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. They inducted Patrick Marlowe into the San Jose Sports Hall of Fame this week. Um, Can, can somebody tell me what the problem with this is it's it's a beautiful plaque don't get me wrong it's good looking but let's take a closer look at the text uh, i'm gonna sit there and say he, he surpassed gordy howe as the nhl all-time games played leader and then in 22 marlo was the first sharks to have his number retired it was February 2023 that his number was retired. 
Now, perhaps I'm splitting hairs because it's the quote-unquote 22-23 season. But if facts matter, it was 23. Just saying. The other cool thing, though, is Ruzi. Ruzanowski was inducted in the Hockey Hall of Fame. He will be recognized. Actually, he was recognized this weekend at the Hockey Hall of Fame, but at SAP Center, he will be recognized with the ceremony on Friday, November 24th, on what they are referring to in their promotional materials as Ruzanowski Night for a game that starts at 12.30 p.m. That's right. So... November 24th, Ruzanowski night begins at 12.30 p.m. For those of you counting. Is Tara Sloan being slowly transitioned into Brody's gig? I've seen some talk on the social. It's like Brody hasn't been on pre-post for the last couple games. We all know that he's done a whole bunch of athletic stuff. I don't know. All right. New rules. This is, this is something I wanted to have fun with you real quick. New rules. We have three different options coming in from The Athletic. I like these. This is my favorite one, jerk. You're still here, right? You're not asleep or going out for curly fries? Uh, Well, we'll see how this goes. All right. From The Athletic, somebody came in and said, I am proposing that teams are allowed one substitution per game during the two intermissions. They can swap one of their healthy scratches for an active player. The switch happens during intermissions to give them time to suit up, warm up before the play begins. I love this. As long as you're not replacing an injured player, you know, like that shouldn't be allowed. If they, if you're not replace, you know, if somebody takes a, a, a puck to the mouth five minutes in and during the intermission, you can change it. No, 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 no. You lost your fucking healthy guy. It's no, no, no. I'm talking about like if Mark Edward Vlasic is shitting the bed in this particular game, you, the coach has the option with like 13 minutes left. No, fuck this guy. He's going to drag ass. No. Okay. Sit your ass down. And then you like, go, Hey, Emerson suit up. You're going in next period. I love this idea. Imagine I've being only, told to hit the showers after one period. I've only heard of this rule being like new rule. Like I've only heard it being suggested in the context of a player being injured. I don't oh, think I, I want the I don't opposite. Think the NHLPA would not go for this whatsoever. Like they oh, would. No, no, no. We're just who gives a shit about the PA. We're just talking about well, like how fucking I, cool would this it, be? <laughs> right. But I mean, if you, but I mean, any if you want a rule changed, like you know. The NHLPA does have to be given a shit about. Uh, that's true, but see, I don't like the idea of being able to replace a, a, you know, a player that they got injured because it's like, well, no, 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 that's the, you know, player got injured, shit happens, and that's to the benefit of the opposing team. Okay, but counterpoint. Sure. If you're if you're the coach and you set a lineup that produces a shit outcome, why should you be given a get out of jail free card? Well, hold on. What what are you talking about? What's the what's the get out of jail free card? Well, you just made the point of if Vlasic is terrible, tell him to hit the showers and bring in Emerson. If the coach said I'm playing Vlasic tonight, and oh, and Vlasic ends just up being the best. Oh, okay, yeah. No, that's, that's a get out of jail free card for the coach. All right. But no, when a, okay. When a you, player gets injured, you know, a solid point. Yeah, you know. I I still think it's fun. 
All right. Uh, what if we go back and and I know Ian's head is about to fucking explode here. My head's about to explode All too because right. we talk about this once a month uh, and it's okay. never changing. <laughs> if if for whatever reason the NHL would go to a one versus eight for the playoffs, the difference is the top seeds get to choose whether they start at home or on the road. We're still going to what? What is it? It's two, 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 one, right? Two, two, one, one, one. Or, uh, okay, yeah, you're right. Two, two, one, one, one. I, I, I always get it confused with baseball. That stupid two, three, two. Okay, so two, two, one, one, one. Let's be honest, dude. I think more than often than not, the top seed they'd they'd choose to start on the road because you always figure, hey, you just got to split the first two, and then you get two straight at home, and you get that advantage. But what do you think about that? Um, I don't think that's something that would ever happen because like even teams that don't play well at home, like it's still infinitely better to be at home than to be in the road. I still see. I, I don't think it would happen simply because, uh, events are booked so far in advance. Sure. You know, like having to do scheduling that quickly would fuck things up, but I love the idea. All right. Here's the one that to me is like the most ridiculous and therefore the most fun to talk about. We keep the five minute three on three overtime, exactly the same five minutes, three on three. But if no one scores after the five minutes, each coach wagers an amount of time they think they would need to score if they had an extra man advantage four on three the lowest time wager gets the opportunity to prove it. And if they score, they get the extra point. If they don't, they give up the extra point. Or, of course, if they give up a shorty. Now, um, dude, just imagine David Quinn holding up a sheet of paper after five minutes that says 40 seconds. And then you got Tortorella behind the other bench and his says 35 seconds. I mean, it's literally like a fucking name that tune. And now the Flyers have 35 seconds to score four on three on a power play, or San Jose gets the extra point. Dude, Ian, he's team chaos. How would you not be tuning into every single game that is close to going to overtime with this type of an idea going? My personal opinion is because it oh sounds Oh my God, you very, hate fun. You hate uh, fun. Well, it's not that I hate... <laughs> I, no, I actually love... I love fun, but what I don't love is things that like are really carnival and make a mockery out of something that's supposed to be serious. And, and the shootout doesn't do that? No, I I think the shootout is stupid too. I'm definitely team Jerry, where it's ten minutes of three on three, and then you just call it a day and you have a tie. Like I don't think I don't subscribe to the idea that every game needs a winner. I okay, there I'm with you on that. Especially when you're content. And how many times have we seen it where a game like you know maybe there's a late tying goal <laughs> after a heavy push and then you go to overtime and it's back and forth and it's like. Oh man, okay, sorry guys. Like I know we just had fun, but we're the ending the night with the most boring, unexciting <laughs> thing ever. Like shootouts should be reserved for like preseason and all-star game. All right. Uh last week, I don't know if you saw this, Brady Kachuk was whining about Sens fans booing the team. Well, he was also whining about Sens fans wanting them to fire DJ Smith. Oh yeah. Dude. We like our coach. Well, then maybe <laughs> well, play I mean, better for him. Yeah, play better for him. 
But the thing is, is like, dude, Chief is making eight million dollars a year to play a fucking game, and it's like, dude, are you new to sports? Like, not to be a dick, is this a generational thing? Because what? How old is is Brady Kachuk? Like twenty three. Brady Kachuk is twenty, either twenty three or twenty four. Yeah. So my point, and 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 you're what twenty five, twenty six. I'm twenty eight. Okay. So either way, my my point being is like, is this a generational thing? And I know that you're not the typical uh, generational, or the, you don't have the the typical outlook that most people from your generation has. But it's just this idea of like you're being paid millions of dollars, and you're complaining that the ticket paying public is booing you. Like, I could you it's... cry harder? Did did you need a participation trophy from this game? I don't I don't think it's a generational thing because Oh, see, I you... would disagree. Well, see, because here's the thing, I know plenty of people in this demographic who are the opposite and I know plenty of people who are 40s, 50s, 60s who are big fucking babies about everything. So, you know, it's kind of I don't think it's a generational thing. I think it's a situation where Rightly or wrongly, the Senators feel like this season is different from the last six seasons. What, there's more expectations? More expectations, but also more success early on, where, yes, the Senators have been on a skid, but they've played much better than they've played the last five years to start a season. And rightly or wrongly, I don't find it all that shocking that Brady Kachuk is like, we're literally improving, we're literally doing better. What is it going to take to please you people? Okay. But and conversely, I sit there and I go, I paid my ticket. If I sure. if, if I'm if I'm out there in the stands paying these ridiculous prices for parking, for food, for bev, for the ticket, if I if I think that you're dragging ass, and I decide to boo about it, you shouldn't mm-hmm. get your panties in a bunch because you're making, you know, ten times what I make in a year. Right. No. And and I definitely agree that, you know, being upset about the fans booing, I definitely agree. It's stupid. Like, just just do your job. But I don't subscribe to the idea that it's a thing that's happening simply because majority of the team is in their 20s. OK. All right. That, and, and that's something I think could be a fun discord thing at hockey underscore jerk on Twitter. If you want the no, I don't care to participate. <laughs> But Ask someone else. Yeah, I know, but it's just <laughs> like you know the the idea that Ask somebody <laughs> that's <laughs> but that somebody would be so tilted that is you it know is dumb. It's making sure dumb. millions of dollars to play a game and he's going they booed me then play fucking better right and I think it's I think it's okay to I think it's okay to not like something but then to come around and like it, it, he doesn't like to be booed okay fine that's fair totally fair but you don't get to like suggest to people how they should fan. Well, here, well, yeah, you don't get to suggest to people how they should fan, but let me ask you this question. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, Hey, Brady Kachuk, I I have two options for you. We can sell 18,000 tickets and 3000 of those people boo, or we can sell 3000 tickets and all of them chant your name. Right. And, and, the thing and and Ian makes a good point too like the senators have done especially the last 2 weeks the senators have players have bent over backwards to stand up for their coach and good on and, them for doing it and i think it's more about that okay and that's fine <laughs> and of course Lacey pointing out that man Brady would hate being a flyer <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Imagine having to stick up for that fucking guy. Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, dude, you're you're in the uh, the. like the gambling capital of the world where they literally spent billions of dollars to build a really big fucking circle and it's come out that the sphere is hemorrhaging cash in order to like drive some sort of traffic there but should they hold the draft or the awards there i don't know how big this is is like is this the same size because i know you too played there is is it the same or larger than t-mobile um, when it comes to seating and all of that shit, like in, what's the big fucking drive to go there besides the fact that you're like in a huge circle? Well, so the, the visuals like of going to a show, the visuals are, epic. are really cool. They're really <laughs> epic and it, it's definitely a cool experience. You know, I've seen some videos and some pictures, but the problem is, you know, since they've been open, which is, you know, about six weeks now, they've Has it only, only been had, six weeks. Yeah, wow. they've they've only had one event. You too. Now I should say they've only had one act, right? Like that thing should be filled with anybody who's willing to jump in there. And what they've started to do is they've started to sell um, branding on the outside of it. And oh shit! What Here I can go. tell you this: what I can tell you this: I heard from uh, you know what I one of my sources. Uh, <laughs> was uh, your many sources when when the Raiders uh who when the when the Raiders had the Monday Night Football game a couple weeks ago sure the NFL paid four hundred thousand dollars to advertise on the outside oh my well yeah but the NFL has money to burn no but what I'm saying is that part of the way the sphere can not bleed money so much is to sell advertising on the outside when you don't have an event going on and also get more events. <laughs> like the NHL draft. Especially because, like, do you know that this, you know, I, I don't know the exact numbers, but do you know that this venue is in, like, top five most expensive venues to construct ever? Oh, yeah. No, and the and the fact is, is that they were talking about that they were looking at building another one, whether it was, like, in Japan or Dubai or, you mm-hmm. know, somewhere on the other side of the planet. Um, Or I, I guess on the bottom London. side if you're a flat earther. But it just like there was a lot of push that it was like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, you think about the amount of traffic that comes in there on an almost daily, especially weekly basis into Vegas. Like, oh, my God, this, you know, and holy crap, how can this thing be hemorrhaging money? So it just my whole thing is, is it is it worth holding like the draft or the NHL awards there to at least drive something and try to promote the crap out of it. Yes, because it it works both ways, right? Because then the sphere will get something out of it and the city will get something out of it. But the, also the NHL who the NHL has a history of being like boring stick in the mud. Oh, we don't like fun. This would be a way to shirk that. Are the NHL is the NHL going to be bummed that it's uh, spherical and not puck shaped. I don't think they'll care. Oh, okay. What about F1? Shouldn't they do something there? Uh, they probably are going to. There you go. All right. Let's uh, wrap it up, people, here. Tweet of the week. We talked about Edmonton earlier. Here's uh, Greg Wazinski, by the way, back on October 4th. The Edmonton Oilers are going to win the 2024 Stanley Cup. 
And Wazinski trying to, I don't know, cover his ass on November 9th saying, oh, this start just means that there are incredible odds now for us true believers. Uh, Jerk, are you somebody that would throw $10 right now on Edmonton to win the cup if it was, say, I don't know, 300 to 1? Uh, yeah, I absolutely would that. Would what, can you, that. can you tell me what those numbers are right now? Because I got to be honest with you. I might say jerk, man, do me a favor. Take the 20 that you currently owe me and put it on there. Well, I will tell you this. I, I'll have to do a bit more digging to find Stanley cup victory odds. But what I can tell you is that according to my betting website that I use, the Oilers are plus 800 to make the finals. Really? They're not even at a dash yet? Plus 800 to make it. They have two wins. You know you know. plus, the bigger the plus number, the heavier the underdog, right? Oh, well then, okay, would you say plus 800? Plus oh, yeah, 800. oh, okay, I'm sorry. All right, I, I heard you wrong. <laughs> plus 800, so th- throw down 10 bucks, you win that, you're, you're pulling 80 back, right? No. Oh, you're pulling eight, 8 thousand back for ten dollars, right? Mm, or or is it eight hundred on ten dollars? It would be. I will tell you. So if you put ten dollars on plus eight hundred, that's eight that's, grand, uh, right? Uh, no, eighty bucks. Fuck you. That's dude. That's 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 that can't possibly be right. It is right because it's you it's, said it's plus eight hundred, correct? Which oh, means, so ten bucks? Means, okay, okay, no, 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 you got it, you got it. Yeah. Uh, never mind, I got you. Okay, yeah, that mm, ten bucks to win eighty. Yeah, not buying it. I don't know though. If you have ten bucks to spare, like say, no, say I you, have twenty from you. But what I'm saying is, say you say you win a bet and you're up. Why not? All right. Okay, something we can talk off online. Uh, uh, by the way, for those of you who don't know, Fanatic still sucks. Uh, Patrick Marlowe in Toronto for the <laughs> Legends game. And, of course, what happens? They have NHL auctions. They're going to, you know, because we've come to this point over the last five. Did this start at COVID? I mean, you're familiar with this whole thing. Uh where they just started fucking selling and auctioning anything that wasn't nailed down. Mm-hmm. And now we have NHL auctions, a quote unquote fanatics experience. And what happens? It's, it's the Sharks page, says it right at the top. It's got the banner Patrick Marlowe, game worn, autographed, legends. They used a fucking photo of him wearing a Toronto Maple Leafs jersey. It's because the Maple Leafs host the Hall of Fame night. No. Because well, I mean, I'm, sure that, I'm sure that's part of it. No, it has nothing to do with it. Because if you look at all the other ones that night, none of them fucked up like this. Go look at all the other jerseys that they made available. They're all wearing the proper team in the photo. It's only Marlowe. Well, let me let, let me point some. I, I don't disagree with what you're saying, but let me point to your attention to something. Do you see on that picture of Marlowe and the Maple Leafs, do you see that patch on front? Yes. That patch is the Hockey Hall of Fame logo from when he was on the Leafs and played in the Hockey Hall of Fame game. Oh, that's great. Again, I go go look at all the other ones. None of them had this problem. 
And 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 if what you're saying is you know well I'm not I'm not saying if what you're saying is true I'm not saying no I I've never known you to be a bullshitter. But why wouldn't this jersey then also be based on everything? If you went and looked at the team that has auctions available, this is not listed under the Toronto Maple Leafs. Fair. So there you go. All right, let's let's move it along. Oh, baby. The Barracuda split a pair against Yona Gadjevic, Alex True, and the Charlotte Checkers this weekend. Friday saw the Barracuda lose 5-3 to three while Gadjevic netted two goals. Meanwhile, Bordalo had a goal and an assist. But earlier tonight, the Cuda came back, won 5-1. Bordalo yet again a goal and assist, while Cole Castles and Ethan Cardwell both picked up a pair of helpers. Again, going back to my point that I mentioned earlier, right there in two games, Bordalo, two goals, two assists, and he's not a better option than Granlin or Carpenter. Okay, but the Cuda remained ninth of 10 in the Pacific, clearly needing to find a win streak. Gushkin's still at the top of the stats board, and for some reason, McCarthy is still the head coach. You can follow Teal Town USA along with Ian Reed, Sharks Jewels, Kevin Lacey, Mark E on Twitter for all the tweets and gifts of Barracuda games and to find out what is going on with prospects. Jerk man, this week I was able to make it to the post office. I was able to deliver all the prizes. I felt like fucking Santa Claus. It was awesome. Do we have a winner from last Sunday? Because this was Shots on goal allowed over four games. I feel like that number probably should have hit triple digits. <laughs> so you are correct. It did hit triple digits. Something interesting to think about. The Sharks, as you know, suck, which means they uh, that's allow... many people are saying. Right, which means they allow a lot of shots. Uh, so, and you can go look, um, but when you do the mathematics... Um, and we I'll got say numbers? really quickly, 39 allowed against Philadelphia, 41 against Edmonton, 20, I'm sorry, 39 against the Vegas Knights, and then 44 tonight against the Anaheim Ducks. When you add all those together, 39, mm-hmm. 41, 39, 44, that is 163 shots. 163 shots in four games? Allowed. Hold on, Here's wait a minute. Th- Did you just say ten bucks would be a net win of twenty five hundred? What am I doing? Uh, that's for the Sharks to win the Stanley Cup, according to FanDuel. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Okay, go <laughs> ahead. So here's the really interesting thing. Our winner Uh-oh. is the person. Our winner is the person who sent to us the highest guess. <laughs> and we said highest without going over. Hold on. This is my question to you. What was what was the difference between the highest guest and the second highest guest? Uh, and two. Do, oh, okay. Well, that's sorry. I asked that for the person who came in second place. What was the difference between the highest guest and what the actual number was? Fourteen. Woo! Hey now. So and our winner. Oh, sharks. by the way, we're going to be giving out prizes all every Sunday for this entire season. We're giving out prizes. But I have to illustrate this after opening weekend because, 
holy crap, does it cost a lot to ship to Canada? We will cover shipping in the U.S. 48. If you win outside of the U.S. 48, we still want to be able, we respect the, the our friends that listen to us from Australia and Germany and Canada, but if you win, we are going to ask that you help cover at least half the freight if you win a prize because it gets very expensive very quickly. I'm sorry, Jerky. Go ahead. So the Sharks allowed 163 shots on goal in four games this week. Your winner, long-time listener. Oh, can I guess? No, no, no. All right. Long-time listener, long-time commenter in the chat, long-time giveaway contest enterer, first-time winner. Yes! I love a first-time winner. With, Uriel last week, I was like so jacked. All right. With the with the guess of 149 shots on goal, I know they were in the chat earlier tonight. I don't know about now. Bozasaurus666. Oh, hell yeah! I know they were in the chat earlier tonight. I don't know about now. Uh, First-time winner. First-time winner, long-time listener, long-time commenter, long-time giveaway enterer. Awesome. Uh, and let me ask you this. Are they yes. in the US 48? Uh, not too sure. Oh, shit. Sure. All right. Well. I sent off an email looking for the uh, shipping address, waiting for that response. If they're in the chat, I guess we'll know if they're. Oh, there we go. There's a comment right there. I'm so happy. Well, you should be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that's so awesome. I love it when we get new, new, new winners because let's well, and I be... love it when they're here. <laughs> yes. But let's be honest. Um, the, the thing is, is that the questions that we're asking, anybody can get in on it. And the thing is, if, if, oh, San Jose native. Okay. That just means you were born there. Does that mean you're still there? <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I love that these questions, we, we could, Jerry F could literally win three weeks, weeks in a row. Mm -hmm. At some point though. I do think that we might have to put some sort of embargo or limit like, okay, we may have to go to the next caller, you know, if counterpoint. It, okay. Winning this contest requires no skill. Uh, I mean, it, it requires a, a little, I mean, you have to be familiar with the fundamentals of hockey, right? But like, there's no mathematical equation or data that could put you to this number. It's really just a best guess. And so I don't know that we should restrict somebody from winning multiple times in a row if they are just that lucky at a best guess. You know what I mean? Oof. All right. Unless it's ridiculous. Well, I was going to say, you know what? Let's burn that bridge when we get there. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and you know what? Bozosaurus lives in San Jose. Maybe... Uh, Maybe you, uh, you know, do the old, uh, you know, drop it at the bus stop and say, okay, it's in the brown paper bag. Go get it. <laughs> All right. So Bozo, that's awesome. That is so cool. I just, and like I said, uh, who, who's our chief? I mean, Jerry already won this season. Long time listener. Uriel. Yep. Been around for a hot minute. So. Uh, and CL like and the Grease won the first one. Oh, yep. Uh, the Grease, uh, if, if you're around, uh, I checked. Y you should be receiving your prize pack sometime this week because, again, that one had to go to Canada. Everybody else that I've looked up, uh, they've all arrived. Okay. And uh, 
as we get close, the first weekend, prize pack. Lunchbox, bobblehead, jersey. Gave, mm-hmm. out a, gave out a couple of those. Since then, been a bobblehead, couple jerseys. That's where we're at. Thanksgiving. Maybe maybe the weekend before, maybe the weekend after. Feeling a, l- a little bit of that giving mood as we get closer to Christmas. Maybe might have to hand out a few more prize packs. Because mm-hmm. bizarrely enough... There is a like medium flat rate box that I swear to God, all three of those items fit in perfectly. <laughs> like it's ridiculous how perfect they fit in, along with the Teal Town USA coaster. So I think we'll probably do those as the giving season approaches. So with that being said, uh, what are we gonna do? There's only two games this week. How do you, how do we how do we knock these pins down? For a prize. Well, I mean, should we just go like nuts and just be like first first sharks goal? Here's the only first primary assist. Okay, Uh, here's most. Here's the only only problem with that is what happens if half the field gets it right. (laughs) Exactly. So that's that's why I'm saying it's like. you know, I don't mind one or two duplicate winners. We can't have, you know, we like earlier, we, I think we topped that at like 96 live viewers. We can't have 50 people <laughs> all, <laughs> you know, trying to do this shit. So that's why I'm saying, help me out here. So week one was penalties drawn. Week two was save percentage. Week three was shots on goal. Week four was shots allowed. Now here we are in week five. It has to be something that has variety. You know what I mean? Go, goals allowed average. Uh, one more time. Say, Is that a question? Goals allowed average? GAA? Like, GAA in the two games? Yeah. Because there's only two. Sure. Yeah. That's, so yeah. GAA uh, combined over the two games? Or... Here's something else. Okay, hey, spicy meatball, throw it. And this one might be, because I feel like this one, the thing that I think is fun about these giveaways is like, you can't forecast it, right? So it That's really what I'm could, saying. It could be anything. You have to be Nostra dumbass. What if, and, and maybe we save this one for a week where there's more games, but what if one of the questions was sharks blocked shots? Oh, that's a good one. Because I'll tell you this. So in this week, in the four games this week, the sh- and this is according to NHL.com where it says blocks. Well, and that, shark- that's our Bible for this. Right. So according to this, the Sharks blocked 85 shots this week. So that's more just kind of like to give you a ballpark on where they would be hypothetically in four games. But that's not necessarily a, a, a safe blueprint either because Anaheim, it was 17. Vegas, it was 16. Edmonton, it was 35. So, yeah, yeah. I, I have another one. Sure. So sharks blocked shots. Okay. Or um total t- now and this is this is a this is a spicy meatball that you're mm-hmm. going to ha- have to digest and let it marinate for a second. Total time the sharks spend on the power play. And the reason why I say that is because there may be a time as there was earlier this evening 
Mm-hmm. The Sharks would go on the power play 20 seconds into it. They take a call, and now it's four on four. Yep. The, sh- the Sharks are no longer on the power play, but they get 20 seconds mm-hmm. of time on the power play. I dig that one. Right. Let me ask let me ask you a context question. And, and and conversely, you could go the opposite way as well, but go ahead. Do and and I think I know the answer, but just sure. for for posterity. Yeah. 4 on 3 is considered power play. Yes? Absolutely. Okay, cool. So basically any, any, anytime, anytime the Sharks you have, a have one less guy than the other team and that does not include delayed penalties where you pull your goalie. Correct. Because that would be too stupid to count. uh, (laughs) (laughs) And yet, here we are. Right. (laughs) Oh, okay. I Okay, AJ. All right. I've got a spicy one. Oh, dude, butter my toast. I've got a... And and it would have to be... I'm looking at the schedule right now. So two games this week, four games the week of Thanksgiving. So something to chew on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Time... In and and again, anything involving time, it's got to be minutes and seconds. Yes, and I and I feel like this is probably something we should have done offline before we started the show. But go ahead. No, I think it's fun. I think the fans <laughs> like it. I think they're time, like, dude, just fucking say what it is so I can put in my entry. Time in minutes and seconds, the Sharks have their goalie pulled to try and tie the game. With two games this week, I think that sucks. Right. Next week, there's in the week of Thanksgiving, there's four games. That I like. Because it could be know, zero, could be, could be a winning guess. Yeah. If the Sharks go four and oh, it's going to be zero. Yeah. <laughs> but, but then again, we run into the idea of like, we can't have 50 winners. Right. So it could, you know, that could be one where it's, uh, you know, well, like, that, okay, that if we be a tiebreaker there. Well, I was going to say, you know what we have to do? If that's the case, like, once we get up to more than five winners, Unfortunately, that's just going to be have have to be names in a hat. Yeah, fair. You know, or we'll do a live thing where we put their names on the the spinning wheel and we just run it, and so everybody can see see that it is above board. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but uh, again, we we go back to what the what the fuck are we going to do this week, dude? Well, I like yours about um time on the power play. I like yours because it's only two games this week and you know, it's See, against... I like block shots better. Okay. That's fine. I mean, whatever. I'll like, I'm, I'm down for whatever. All right. So this is it. Everybody let in, <laughs> get and, your pencils out. Yeah. Get don't your pencils. Put it in the chat. Don't put it in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't put it in the chat, but this is, uh, this is what we're doing. And jerk is going to be uh typing Oop. this into his master recording sheet as we I was going to say, you, you, you have access to it, so you've seen it now. Yes, yes. So, <laughs> blocked <laughs> shots. The Sharks are playing two games this week versus St. Louis, who they have not played this week or this season, and then Florida for the second time, this time at SAP Center. If you remember, uh, the Sharks have already played Florida. If I remember correctly, the Sharks scored one goal and gave up however many. But wasn't that it, or was that one of the shutouts? Uh, they lost three to one. Three to one. There you go. Yeah. I mean, let's would be honest, like, dude. Let's like be honest. Many- if I say that the Sharks only scored one goal in the game, I literally have a seventy percent chance of being right. <laughs> and for 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 context. In that first game against Florida, the Sharks had 23 blocks. Ah, there you go. But keep in mind, that was a game on the road where they <sighs> lost 3-1. to one. 
this is a game at home that they could potentially win. So yeah. 23 is not a safe bet. Yeah. And Greer threw down the gauntlet. And maybe you want to look up how many shots on goal St. Louis has gotten off so mm -hmm. far in this season. Shot, shots on goal versus shot attempts. Yeah. So anyway, we're going Something with think about. <laughs> two games. St. Louis and Florida. Here's how you enter. Enter in submit to hockey jerk one zero. That's all one word. Hockey jerk one zero at gmail.com with your answer. Looking it up here. Tuesday, November 14th, 2023. Your answer must be submitted by 6 p.m. On Think that. Here's. Here's the thing, actually. Yeah, whip it out. So I, I don't, I usually don't compile all the answers until, like, until after the first game is concluded, just so I know I have everything. Yeah, as long as they're all submitted before so, that. Yeah. Time. So it, you know, a seven thirty game, that puck drop is going to be at seven thirty seven. If you send it to me right at seven thirty seven, I don't care. Like, you're fine. He doesn't care, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Give yes, motherfuckers some early. time. Yeah, like, as early as you can. Yeah, like he's going to write down when that puck fucking hits the ice. If your shit comes in a minute later, it don't count. Yep. So hockeyjerk10 at gmail.com. Hit your answer via email. Total amount of shots that the Sharks will block versus St. Louis and Florida. Get them in. We will announce the winner next week. Twitter DMs is good, too. Uh, Twitter DM will work, too, at hockey underscore jerk. But you have to follow him in order to make that happen. We will announce the winner next week. Fun part of the season. We can have multiple winners. Mm -hmm. But let's not get crazy. I don't want, like, Jerry F. like putting together a whole fucking mutiny. And it's like, okay, guys, we're all going to put in 67. Watch this. Could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> And so, uh, we we did make a new bet last week about the Sharks giving out tacos. But uh, so, how many how many uh, that that's home games? Did they play, they played two home home games? So now we're thirty three games left mm -hmm. with a six and a half over under. Dig it. All right, it's another light week for the Sharks, like it was a couple weeks ago. They're only playing two games before we see you next Sunday. Against the Florida Panthers, against the St. Louis Blues, both coming to SAP, we should note a couple of things. First off, the game against Florida, that is an ESPN game or Hulu or whatever thing. I matey, maybe you just fly the pirate flag and don't give a fuck. It's fine. But just letting you know, this is not going to be a Brody, Randy, Brett, Drew, Danny thing. It is ESPN next Tuesday. St. Louis, that will be back on your normal NBCS California. The other thing that should be noticed, it's hockey fights cancer. So if you got the purple, if you got something to recognize that, if you're going to the game or whatever, absolutely wear that shit, man. Because can fuck cancer, I think is what we're all trying to say. So wear that purple on Thursday if you're going to the game. Again, shout out to the peeps that threw us a couple donations on Venmo last weekend. Totally appreciate that. That was so awesome. Got some really nice feedback over the last week or so. We, Again, uh, I totally appreciate it. I feel like Jerk is indifferent, but that's fine. 
About Venmo donations? <laughs> no, I think Venmo donations are awesome. Yeah. Uh, what would what would be even better? Oh, oh shit! Here we go. What are you looking for? Christmas presents? I was gonna say, if it sent, you know, we'll, we'll we'll put the Teal Town headquarters address up. Uh, send us a Christmas card with. Uh, do it like you know. Everybody has a grandmother that sent them a Christmas card with a fifty dollar bill in it. <laughs> so just do, <laughs> do I need kidding. to set up the the, the Teal Town uh, uh, post office box? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, no, wouldn't that be fun, dude? That would be kind of funny, dude. If we set up uh, just for one month, we set up a post box, PO box, and we're like, whoever sends the most Christmas cards wins. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we may have gone a step too far. Oh, man. On Twitter, you can follow him at un- hockey underscore jerk. You can follow me at a... You know what? Don't follow me. It's fine. Just Teal Town USA. You don't, I don't need any more fucking friends. Believe me, I got enough. Remember, though, to subscribe to the YouTube channel here, Teal Town USA. Leave your take in the comments section of this video if you were not able to join us live. And even if you were with us live... Leave a comment in there, man. We'd love to talk to you, especially Ian. Ian lo- Ian has never met a conversation he didn't want to be a part of. You can find links to our social media podcast apps and more. They're all over the place, but they're always included in the show notes. You can get everything on tealtownusa.com if you want access to that never-ending VIP Discord party. You hit up that jerk man on the Twitter, at hockey underscore jerk. Remember to check out After Dark following every single Sharks game this season. And Jerk, I will throw it to you. Do you have any final thoughts after being on air for almost three fucking hours? How the hell did this happen? Final thoughts are, (sighs) let's get out of here so I can put my dog to bed and then go to sleep. Hold on, when did you get a dog? I've had a dog for over a year. Are you serious? (laughs) Yeah. I, I feel like we should probably talk more. Hey, I'm always around, except when I'm not. <laughs> Hold on. Where the hell was Lacey? Did Lacey like, go to get Jack in the Box or something? He says, congrats to Marlo on the SJ Hall of Fame induction. We talked about that already, man. <laughs> oh, there we go. Michael Molasses. Noted Nieto fan. Who do I message about the idea of Teal Town USA merchandise? At Teal Town USA, baby, on Twitter. If you're interested, we can make some shit happen. I'm not getting you a fucking Teal Town USA lid, though. I've seen your melon with that big thing that you're wearing around, dude. I don't know. (laughs) So, um, jerk, I just got to say. Say it. Can we make a gentleman's agreement from this point on? That Because I think there's about at least seven more of these, maybe eight. Can we make a gentleman's. What is these? uh, uh, After Dark Takeovers. Gotcha. Okay. Can we can we make a gentle, gentleman's agreement? None of them ever go as long as tonight did. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I support that. Room in the budget. Words I love. <laughs>